song they didn't do when I saw him in concert, dicks.
You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. What in the hell's diversity? <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. And I would have to say... Correct the mundo! Yeah, that is. That, the, 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 the warship diversity did a lot of bad for the Confederates. Yeah, the diversity was a terrible boat. Good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, The Arnie State Show. Boy, oh boy, is it a special day today, or is it a special day today? Because it is Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy Day. I've been kind of holding the cards close to the vest here on this one. You know what else today is? Today is the first day of the British Open, the fourth and final major of the golf season. And yes, there will be team coverage of this year's British Open when Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, I'm sorry, Sir Joe Murphy calls in at the top of the hour. Oh boy, oh boy, do we have a show today for everybody. My goodness gracious. Let's start by saying some good mornings first, shall we? Because I can't wait to get started. Uh, first one here today, uh, Cowboys girl. Religious people are going to think you're a jackass. <laughs> oh, Pastor Locke. Religious people are going to think you're a jackass. <laughs> oh. Religious people are going to think you're a jackass. <laughs> oh, he makes the best noises. I mean, I mean seriously. Pastor Locke, you are, you are just... I practice preaching to Billy Goats at the Good Shepherd Children's Home. They said, amen, Brother Greg. Amen, Brother Greg. Well, thank you so much, Cowboys Girl. I do appreciate it. I found it. I searched through the whole thing. Thank you so much. Scott says, morning, Arnie and ass family. Bring on Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy Day. We will be doing that. Battleborn. If you don't chew Big Red, then you. Hey, man, he says, morning, ass family, and shit. Yes, sure, happy it's Thursday. Oh, my lucky Whoa, fresh in from outside, cutting the grass, the one and only bratty kid. I don't have an anger problem. I have an idiot problem. Well, I hope that you have a spectacular rest of your day. Stackar. He says, good morning, ass family. Hey, Stackar. You know, you need to have your phone available this weekend because I enjoyed the texting back and forth during last night's AEW. Mm-hmm. Good wrestling show last night. Mm. Minus the gay-ass dance-off. It was like Vince McMahon was running things with that. That was terrible. Zach, good morning to you, my friend. Uh, who's my top three for the Open? I'll be going over that with Joe Murphy in a little bit. He says, good morning, Arnie and crew. Great opening song. I heard that yesterday. I was driving around, and I heard Blaze the Glory, and I was like, you know, I haven't played that on the show in a long time. So that's how we played it. So there you go. But, uh, yeah, Stackhart Stack and I, look, look, John Moxley bled in the cage match. Shocking. Um, MJF and Adam Cole are taking on FTR. FTR is going to kick the shit out of them. I'm just going to look, look, look. It, as far as tag teams go, yeah, I, I, I am a wrestling connoisseur. But truth be known, I'm wearing a Sportatorium t-shirt today. No, I'm not breaking into wrestling talk. 
FDR is is approaching that 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 Olympus point where they're about to pass the Usos. Everybody who says the Usos are such a great tag team, they're they're out of their fucking gourd. It goes Steiner Brothers, Road Warriors, Dudleys, and Briscoes. Those are the four greatest tag teams in the history. And we can we I could sit and have a discussion all day about other tag teams. Those are the four right now. And and FTR is one of those teams that's flying up there because they gave the Briscoes greatest match I ever saw. Ever saw. I'm talking about country whipping matches. I'm talking about steel cage matches. I'm talking about I quit Texas death matches. Greatest match I ever saw was with my best friend Tommy in Arlington. FTR versus the Briscoes in a tag team dog collar match. Greatest match ever. Fight me on it. Dave Meltzer, the wrestling reporter, that should have been a 19-star match. You give all these five-star matches to Kenny Omega and the Young Sucks because they like to tickle your butthole, idiot. That's it. There, there you go. There, there, there's my wrestling uh, rant of the day. Oh, I love trash. Trash Panda says good morning. Well, good morning to you. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. Yes, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Um, oh crap! Now I gotta find this one again. Oh come on, Arnie, you gotta, you, you know what? You gotta put stuff better in better places. Uh, oh wait, there it is. I, I see it. I see it coming up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cowboys Ryan. This is what I was looking for. How about them, yeah. Says yeah. good morning, ass family. Well, good morning to you, my friend. I hope that you are doing well. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Yeah. Will I choke hold a bitch? Well, maybe. What? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What? Uh, v Coop says, I was today years old when I learned the G in LGTB doesn't stand for groomer. <laughs> Please be a fart. Good, Darren. Please be a fart. Good morning, ass family. Please be a fart. I should be fine if I don't push too hard. Joe Murphy Day. Now, that is a real guest on a top-rated show. Well, thank you so much, Cameron Dye. Good morning to you, my friend. Hey, Cowboy. Hey, Sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Mm -hmm. Yep. Good morning to you as well. Hope you're doing well. Stinkfist, is that you? This is good morning, ass. I must admit, I had to go back yesterday and hear the whole interview. Uh, It was just embarrassing. He had to compose himself so he wouldn't blubber on the air. Not once did he blame the alcohol, it was always something else. Then on social media, everyone is praising him and practically blowing him for being brave. Fucking weirdos. Well, I watched it too. I watched it too, and I will talk about it here in just a little bit. Okay! Buenos dias, amigo! Hope you're doing good today. Brady says, did Joe win the lottery last night? I hope not. Shit, if Joe won the lottery last night, we're in a lot of trouble today. The sound scab makes when crying while his wife eats him. He, I, I'll talk more about it, I promise you. He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just a great guy and really uh, very, very knowledgeable. Thank he you. has a tremendous memory. I appreciate it. And really enjoyed being with him. Yeah. yeah, you're out. Good morning to you. She says morning and happy uh, Thong Thursday, y'all. Well, happy Thong Thursday to you as well. I've watched the new Justified. I've watched both new episodes. There's two episodes on the other night. I'm ecstatic that Raylan Gibbons is back. 
It's weird that he's not in Kentucky and he's not taking on Boyd Crowder. He's taking on some Oklahoma guy, so I already hate that guy. But I got to say, I hate the daughter in the show. Just a dynamic we don't need. I, I, I did not like I liked the show. <sighs> Sorry, I got to clean my teeth out. You had a big old messy dip in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm about halfway through the uh, series finale of the Mayans. I got to see the big, the, the big brawl, the big bloodletting of the Sons of Anarchy. I will get through the rest of it tonight. Uh, Stackar says, my wife invited her friends over Friday, explained to her it's SmackDown Friday, and watch out for that deadly double clothesline. Yeah, yeah, the deadly double clothesline is horrible. Hey, yo. Hey, Gold says, well, good morning, Chicos and Chicas. Chico Santana, hashtag Jesse Ventura. Big ass fan says, Boner DS. Stinkfist says, oh, and the A's have won two in a row, so now fuck off. Well, the Rangers have won six in a row. They swept Tampa. Boom! Oh, Arnie was a happy camper yesterday. Arnie had day baseball on. Oh, there's nothing better than day baseball. Oh, it was phenomenal. Rangers kicked ass. They, they beat the piss out of Tampa. Fuck your mama. Yeah, hot mama, good morning to you. The daughter has a little bit of Raylan and a little bit of her mama, too. She's feisty. She's a bad actress. See, th- that's the part. I don't mind the daughter aspect of it. But the girl is an awful actress. I think they could have done a whole lot better. I mean, they cast that one girl who was the orphan that the the, the terrible family was, uh, they, they killed her daddy, season two. And then, and then Loretta, that was her name, little Loretta. That girl was a good actress. I believed her. This gal, I don't believe her. I don't believe, I, and I don't like her. Don't like her. And I see, the, I see exactly what you're saying, a little bit of Raylan, a little bit of Winona in there. <sighs> Just not doing it for me now. Yeah, I, but, but I still love the show. Next week, the uh, the the star show uh, Heels comes back on, so I'm very excited uh, about that. Now, real quick, real quick, we did mail yesterday, but I have a mail that's going to start the show uh, here in just a second. Um, Hold on a second. Oof. Sawyer's dad. Good morning, Arnie. Wait, series finale of the Mayans? A Monday warrior, mean, mean strike. Yeah, yeah, series finale. Show's a fucking train wreck, but it's only like five episodes in. Yeah, it, it, this is the last one. This is it. Series finale. It's uh, about two hours long. Like I said, I only got through the first hour last night. Um, uh, but uh, we, we got a listener mail in, and it, we do it usually on Wednesdays. But, yeah, listener mail brought to you by JS Floors. Best flooring store in the West. The rest, they like to molest goats. Okay, and, and, and I'm not talking about the greatest of all time. I'm talking about the, the fainting goats. They like to molest them. They wait till they faint, and then they have their way with them. It's disgusting. My friend Jesse doesn't even like goats, so give him a call at 775-267-4123. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, this is from Lyle. <clears throat> I got this a lot yesterday. Got a lot of messages, got a lot of texts, got a lot of fucking people. Arnie, what in the hell did you do to your former partner? And then he inserts this line in there. 
He says, my God. I haven't seen a beating like that since Rodney King. I only go to listen for a bit, but I don't really think that he fell. Keep kicking ass on and off the air. That is from Lyle. Well, talk to a number of people. Um, uh, please, Lord God in heaven, let that finale be of my Mayans be the uh, the reboot of Sons of Anarchy. I hope it does. They, they're talking about it. There was a the, the big uh, Easter egg last week with Dre DiMatteo in there. My floor guy doesn't fuck goats. Now, that's a tagline. You're damn right he doesn't. Um, I got these messages and texts all day yesterday. What did you do to him? Oh, my God. Are you in trouble? Blah, 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 blah. First of all, I, I, I need some credit from you motherfuckers. Hold on. Now I got it. Where did that? What, did I put that? Yeah. He says, if you bought that story, you're a dummy. Yeah. 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 Love me some L.A. night. After I looked at the pic, uh, more it does look like he got his ass beat not to fall into a wine case. Um, now look here. Um, what does this say? Failed to connect. What, what, what's going on there? Derek, are you not are you not connecting? Is is there something wrong? I, I I'm not sure. I, I don't know what your message means, my friend. Please let me know. Wiener's the size of a tic tac. That's why you want breast milk so good. <laughs> Oski, good morning to you. Is Bubba? Oh God damn it! Oh, send to the drawer because the mighty Bubba has to come in because he doesn't know if he's coming or fucking going. Asshole dog. So, let, let, let me, uh, got in. Okay, uh, there he is. There's my man, Derek. Becca, Becca. Um, let, let me say something to y'all. Y'all motherfuckers need to give me some credit. Some credit up in here. Do you think that if that was done at my hands, do you think that he would have been able to ever broadcast again? Let alone three days later. I'm just going to tell you right now, it'd probably still be going on. I had to watch the video on Facebook, and he's more full of shit than a carnival fortune teller. I saw the pic of the owner of the uh, show. I I knew that Arnie didn't do that. It was not enough damage. Oh, not even close. Oh, no. No, he would have he would have stitches on his forehead that resembled the Confederate flag, and it would be that way for a reason. <laughs> if only Dex Cabby would look worse than when Richie April whooped the shit out of Beansy. Oh, that's a great reference right there. My opinion's the only one that counts. Fred, good morning to you. So. I watched this, and by the way, I never saw him cry. I never saw him actually cry. I saw him stop a couple times, but there's no no, no good sound. Um, Arnie, would you do the Aldo Rain and carve a swastika in his head? Possibly, because I'm going to get my scalp. <laughs> um. 
let me let me say this right now. I don't know about this lawsuit. I don't know about what's going on anywhere. I've, I I got it. Look, look. And there are a lot of people. I did not ask for it, but there are a lot of people that reached out to me. And they're telling me things that they've heard around the campfire. Now, I'm not going to repeat those things that, that I've heard around the campfire because I don't know how much of it's true, how much of it isn't true. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and, and, and give a bunch of hearsay and then get in trouble for it. Um remind me of the Seinfeld episode when he went diving and he blew the veins out in his eyes. Yeah, that was a good one where he's down in Florida. Whoosh! <laughs> good morning to you, my friend. He says morning ass family. Um he's a lost fella. That's about the that's about the nicest thing that I have in me to say about him. He is a lost, lost fella. I heard the part where he's in the hospital and he wanted he, he they didn't give any pain pills and then uh, and the way he deflected as well. Of course they aren't because he ain't gonna give it to a guy that's drunk. And then the next sentence is, boy, but I really could have used him. That is the song of the addict. <laughs> okay? That right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Do you know how many times I said that? Any campfire talk is pointless. Scab lies about everything, covers up the truth of the efficiency of a White House cocaine investigation. He doesn't want to stop drinking, and he's too invested in it to give it up. Well, I was told by a friend yesterday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I cherish this friendship very, very much, and I'm not gonna out who it was. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the message. Uh, okay. I'm going to give you my theory on this person, and I hate talking about them. To me, he's not worth conversation or mention, but I understand people want to discuss it. I think you've won that war because he can never quit drinking, even though there's clearly a problem. No one drinks to the level of getting that physically fucked up if they don't have a problem. He'll never admit it for two reasons. If he admits that he has a problem, he's no better than you in his mind. And we know he can't stand to think that he's not better than everyone. The second reason, he's afraid that he can't beat it. Or he's afraid that you beat it, and he can't. That message made my entire year. Big-ass fan says, nobody likes a quitter. No. Uh, didn't listen, didn't listen, and don't care about cunt scab. All right, big-ass fan. Well, I ain't going to be here long talking about it. Um, I agree with everything that was said. The detest in the way he looks down upon people. That was a real thing. 
That was a real thing. That wasn't that wasn't a show thing. Um, it, it wasn't a, a a character thing. He he truly did look down on people. I knew that, and I put up with it because, well, he was my boss. He was my mentor. I never thought ever that uh, he would stab me in the back. Never did I ever think that. But that makes a lot of sense because if he realizes that that he has a problem, he's just like me. And he knows that he can't beat it because he's gotten to an age where he thinks, look, he thinks he can't beat it. I know him. I think he can. I, I, if he put his mind to it, I, there's no, I, there's no way that he wouldn't get sober. But he doesn't want to. Why? Because that's below him. That's peasant, and he can't do it. He knows that I can, which means I'm better at something than him. So let me say this, and I, I, I don't use his name very, very much, but uh. Rob, I know that you're listening because why would you listen to that garbage on the radio when you could hear a real professional? I want you to hear this, and I want you to know that I believe this in my heart of hearts. I'm better than you, and you know it. Truth. That's not cockiness. That's not arrogance. That's fucking truth. He's also trying to outfat you. Is Dawn going to be on my 600-pound life? Only if she loses about 800 pounds. Uh, He thinks he's MJF, but he's really Adrian Adonis. Shit, he is the fucking Brooklyn brawler. He's a jobber. Sanchez family says, wait a second, I got to get the right sound effect out for this. (laughs) Sanchez family says, I hope you die of ass cancer. Well, there you go. Brady, your question is posed as future tense. She's already there. Uh, man, I can't believe how big she's gotten. I, I, did y'all think I was making that up when I when I when I released the new songs and the? <laughs> she's enormous. I hope they don't slaughter pigs anymore because they might accidentally take her. Oh, I have nothing good to say about any of them. Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Oof. So, uh, look, if updates come in, I'll tell you about them. But what, what, and, and Joe and I will talk about it through our vast experience of dealing with drinking and falling down because I've fallen down plenty of times and I did not look like fucking Roy Jones Jr. I, it didn't look like I called Roy Jones Jr. the, the N-word and used the hard R ending because that's what it looks like. Woo! I mean, I, I mean, honestly, you know, you have to know that someone was around when it happened and wanted to say, "You got knocked the fuck out, man!" Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, Lyle, thanks for the letter. And yes, yes, yeah. If that was me. If that was me, first of all, I'd be in jail because we would know he'd throw me under the bus. Uh, secondly, if that was me, that beating would still be going on. 
counting the days until they start their new job in Lawrence, Kansas. Is Lawrence, Kansas smaller than uh, Des Moines, Iowa? Because that was our big plan was to do high school football games in Des Moines. Uh, all right, show us the pick. I, 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 the pick was up yesterday. If somebody has the pick and they can put it up. I don't have it on my computer. Uh, but uh, let's start with the show, shall we? Yesterday, we talked a lot about this uh, this whole thing with the, the other show, but and we glossed over what what was happening. Whistleblower X. This is somebody that the IRS had that's uh, telling the truth about the actual investigation into Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, This is a part of his testimony yesterday. I will also note that while the impression has been conveyed by the U.S. attorney in Delaware that he has similar powers to that of a special counsel in this case, free reign to do as needed, that was not the case. It appeared to me, based on what I experienced, that the U.S. attorney in Delaware in our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials as well as other U.S. attorneys. I still think that a special counsel is necessary for this investigation. Now, the person that's blowing the whistle there is a revealed gay Democrat. Why he's gay, I don't matters, I don't know. Joe Ziegler. And he went on to say that felony charges for Hunter Biden were nixed due to political pressure. Agents were told to not ask questions about Joe Biden. Ziegler joined fellow IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley uh, to present the testimony on how they were prevented from carrying out normal probe into Hunter Biden. Ways and Means Chair Jason Smith made an appearance to insist the IRS is not treating all Americans fairly, specifically those with the last name of B-I-D-E-N. So, no, we got one more clip of him here. All right, we'll play this. At take five, you stay in your car because we're faster than you think. All the change is done. What? That was so fast. Today, I I, I sit here before you, not as a hero or or a victim, but as a whistleblower compelled to disclose the truth. That said, in coming forward, I believe I'm risking my career, my reputation, and my casework outside of the investigation we are here to discuss. Life? I ultimately made the decision to come forward after what I believe were multiple attempts at blowing the whistle in the Internal Revenue Service, at the Internal Revenue Service. No one should be above the law, regardless of your political affiliation. You can spend your career stuck in an office. You know, I, or you can shut up. I hit pause, for God's sakes. Plot twist, gay Democrat, didn't see that one coming. Ogre says, if a Republican takes over the White House in 2024, holy shit, is the DOJ in for a massive shakeup? Oh. Hey! Oh, my God. Bud, what's up? How's it going? Domo arigato. Around here, we speak American. Okay, bud? Mage, he says, good morning, ass and AIG. Japanese word of the day is minyu. Translation, bitch, in honor of scab. I like that. In his opening statement, he admitted that he was married to his husband and a Democrat. Uh, let's see, big-ass fan. Hold on, let's see. How many times? Let's see. Uh, go to news. That, that, whatever you put up doesn't come up, buddy. 
Let me try it one more time. Go to link. This content isn't available right now. All right. Well, thank you anyway, big ass fan. Is there another link? Oh. Um, so, so what are we supposed to think here? Like, 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 what are we supposed to think? Are we supposed to think that the United States government is going to do something about it? Do you think that the Congress is going to turn, a Congress that is Democratic majority is going to turn on this president? Do you think that he's going to get impeached? Because I'm here to tell you, no, that shit's going to happen. It's not going to happen. We have reams and reams of evidence. Look, they opened yet another investigation on Donald Trump last weekend, last Friday. He's under investigation, and he's about to be charged probably on Friday this week, tomorrow, with instigating the January 6th fiasco. Do I think Donald Trump's going to see jail time? Absolutely not. Do I think that they're going to try to... to, to use all of these indictments against him to say, hey, we'll drop everything if you say you won't run for president. Oh, I believe in that. I, I believe that in my heart of hearts. Just wait. I'm telling you right now, they're going to blame the COVID fucking deaths from the vaccinations. They're going to blame all this shit on his. And remember, He's the one that fast-tracked the vaccine. Democrats didn't want to take it. Remember, Kamala Harris says, well, if, if, if Donald Trump's elected, I'm not going to take it. What? What does that even mean? It's the same fucking vaccine. And, oh, wow, you get elected, and there you are the next day getting a shot in your arm. Now, do I think you really got the shot? Part of me says no. How many times did Joe get COVID? Like seven times? And you know why he got it so many times? Because he was fucking elderly. That's why. Nixon, Clinton, Trump, no justice for the rich. Here's the theory. Democrats don't want Biden to run. This may be a way to mount evidence against Biden and either make him walk or impeach him uh, to bring Newsom to run. Roger Stone has, I, I'm going to get to the Roger Stone story here in a second, uh, Sawyer's dad, and it's going to scare the shit out of you. And I'm going to tell you, if this person ran, I'd be terrified as well. I think Trump gets a free set of state knives with the next investigation. This is just a goddamn witch hunt rules for the, yeah. But for Fauci pushed the vaccine. Oh, but he says he didn't. He never told anybody to wear masks. Once again, do you think that they're, look, I'm not even done. Wait till you hear this next guy who, who spoke yesterday. This will drive you utterly insane. This is going to, I'm just going to tell you, this should fucking piss you off. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, no. Okay, yeah, this is it. All right. 
I think that last point, John, is the exact correct one, which is that the House Republicans and uh, with Donald Trump's leadership have been trying to undermine the institution. I'd like to point out Donald Trump's leadership. Donald Trump is a private citizen in the United States. He's not leading the Republican Party in Congress right now. By the way, this is Democrat Dan Goldman. Wait till you hear it that holds the powerful accountable. And they're doing that because they have no defense to the criminal activity of the president, and he is the leader of their party. And in reality, that's why they are trying to attack the Hunter Biden uh, investigation, which was an exhaustive investigation done by a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. And now we have a special counsel who's on the precipice of charging Donald Trump with with another indictment. But the special counsel by regulation is completely independent from the Biden Justice Department, which is exactly the point of it. So there is actually no basis to say that this is somehow a politically, uh, somehow political interference or a weaponization, as they say, of the Department of Justice. In fact, based on my experience, I'm shocked that Hunter Biden was even charged with these crimes. If you look at the history of civil and criminal enforcement of tax issues... And just look at Roger Stone's case. Uh, he, he effectively did the same thing as Hunter Biden, and he simply paid a fine. So the fact that he's even taking a plea deal, in my mind, demonstrates a two-tiered system of justice against Hunter Biden, not at all in favor of Donald Trump. Or Hunter Biden is a victim. I can't make any of this stuff up, people. Hunter Biden is a victim. By the way, yesterday in the halls of Congress, that crazy fucking bitch, Margaret Taylor Greene, showed off pictures of Hunter fucking hookers, unedited, unredacted, full-on penetration shots. And she was reprimanded for such fucking vulgarity by the Democrats. The same people that want to put drawn images like that in your children's school books. Now, how's that about a two-tiered system of justice? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you're such a terrible person for showing this filth in the halls of Congress to all adults. Well, instead, we would rather you draw that and then put it in children's books to sell at book fairs. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo. Woo! Pay me. Alicia, good morning to you. Uh, you and I chatted last evening. Um, still, still need the nose clips. No, no, I did not get yet another nosebleed, but I'm going to need some of those pharmaceutical uh, geared uh, nose clips there, hon. So we have people that were elected that think Hunter Biden's a victim. Hunter Biden's a victim because I guess the system forced him to pay sex workers. Hunter Biden's a victim that the system somehow forced him to use crack cocaine and brag about it. 
The system forced him to get a gun illegally and lie about it, and also the system forced him to evade paying taxes for 10 years while making millions of dollars. Fucking Mixler be acting like a bitch. Is it it acting like a bitch? Goddamn Mixler. I, I, after hearing a guy in Congress, and, and this is such a weird thing. Like, if you watch this video, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share the video with you. He's got another Congress guy or his aide just standing right next to him. It, they look like Ernie and Bert. Hey, Bert. Except that Ernie's finger isn't in Bert's ass. Oh, it cut off what you were saying. Oh, what I, is that I needed. For my nose, because I got another nose. And when I get one of those, I mean, it's like CSI in my. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was, that's just the talented side of me right there. Arnie, I forgot to tell you, I haven't had a nosebleed in 25 years. Once I started Ozempic, I had two, three weeks. I asked my doctor. He says no response yet. Now, it ain't, I ain't getting them that often. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Ogre says, ha, ha, Arnie, need, ha. (laughs) Oh, all right. Let's keep going, shall we? All right. Y'all ready for this? Roger Stone, who was mentioned in that clip. Roger Stone, I I, I know that he was uh, some kind of big wig in, in Washington. Uh, I'm surprised Hunter hasn't done a podcast where he cries after falling on a wine rack. Um, Get ready for what Roger Stone just said. Now, as a veteran of many years in American politics, I'm going to tell you something somewhat shocking. Joe Biden will not be the nominee of the Democratic Party in 2024. Kamala Harris will briefly become president. But the only way in their party they can replace a woman of color is with another woman of color. And yes, you heard it here first. The Democratic nominee for president will be Michelle Obama. They have already rigged their primaries. The reason that they have canceled the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary is to put South Carolina, a state where a majority of the Democratic primaries or primary voters are African-Americans, and they will allow Gavin Newsom to purchase the vice presidential nomination, but the Obamas will hold him up for six or $800 million to do so. You heard it here first. By the way, you didn't hear it from him first. Um, I believe that there was someone else. Uh, Newt Gingrich has warned Republicans the major threat looming in 2024 is Michelle Obama. No, 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 no. It wasn't Newt Gingrich. It was a person who you hear on a regular basis. Hell, most of you listen to this person each and every fucking day from uh, on the West Coast 7 to 10 or 9 to noon here in the Central Time or from 10 to 1 on the East Coast. That's right. It was me. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! 
<laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world. I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot. Say my name. I am the chosen one. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Yeah, yeah, um, it was me. I told you. Now, I hope that Roger Stone is a million percent wrong. Uh, Zach says, I don't see Miss Obama running. Oh, I've never seen her run. I mean, I don't think she can. Them big old hooves. Um, Stackar says, joke's on you. Michelle Obama's a man. I thought they were going to say Tiffany Haddish. Great, a fucking tranny for president-elect. Boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be something? And I'm going to tell you something. If you thought, if you thought that Barack brought black voters to the polling place the first time, which he did, you can look it up. I'm not being racist. I'm, I'm just stating a fact. A lot of black people don't vote. Why? Because they, they think the system is rigged against them. And look, look, America has been against whatever new people come to this country all the time. It's continued for the black people, especially in their opinion. You want to see the most, the biggest turnout ever of African-American women? Put Michelle Obama in there. Put Michelle Obama in there because those ladies are going to vote for their homegirl. Yeah, I know she has a dick. I I already got it. Just telling you. What office did Michelle Obama ever hold? What office did Donald Trump ever hold? I don't mean to be a dick, but that's what that, I'm just going to answer. I'm going to answer your question, Swoosh, with the question that anybody would have asked you. Donald Trump was never a governor. He was never a congressman. Donald Trump was a businessman. At least Michelle Obama lived in the White House. Look, I'm, uh, I think they took a different tack this time because we've seen this play. We saw this play. Um, <laughs> um, When Hillary left the White House, when they let her out of her stall, and she galloped away to New York, they didn't live in New York. They're from Arkansas. She's actually from Chicago. But she lived in Arkansas, gained residency in Arkansas as First Lady of Arkansas, which, boy, what a treat that is. (laughs) You're the guest judge at every fucking hog-calling event from from Fayetteville to Little Rock. But then she got a P.O. box in New York and ran and won a Senate seat there. Lo and behold, she took that Senate seat and she took it to Secretary of the State. Let's 
Secretary of State. She took it and tried to run for president, and people fucking did not like her. People didn't like the pantsuits. She was a tough broad. People don't like tough broads like that, especially dikey-looking tough broads like that. So they didn't vote for her, and that's when Donald Trump won. We all saw the writing on the wall. If you follow politics at all, and you were surprised in 2016, let me just tell you right now, you're fucking dumb. You don't know anything about politics. I knew what was going to happen. The day before the election, I was asked on my sports show, are you going to make any predictions about the election? Because people knew I talked politics my entire career. And all I said, because I had a board operator, stupid fucking, oh, God, I hated this chick. By the way, talentless, awful on the board. Her comments, every once in a while she would comment on my sports show, and they were just dreadful. When when I was asked, when I was asked on my show, she chimed in first. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, I don't have a giant ego, but I do have an ego enough. She goes, and she was from Boston. She's like, oh, Hillary's going to win. Uh, Trump's a loser. He's a loser. And all I said, and this was in the last part of the show. I had this for the last part of the show. Why? Because I'm a showman. I said, all I got to say is it's going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks. Oh, you're wrong. Trump's a loser. I said, that's the end of the show today. And I did tell her, I said, let me answer the questions first, please. Um, and what happened? Well, we all saw what happened. Remember, in the Clinton's campaign poster was the backdrop of a Confederate flag. Fun fact, the First Lady of Arkansas, the next highest ranking female, is hostess at an Applebee's. Oh, my God, I want a ferret. I just held one. Your attention span is that of a ferret. Dear God, we... Fine. I don't care. Get a ferret. What leadership has she had uh, run for junior high school president? Hashtag breakfast club. Same can be said about Donald Trump. I'm just telling you the same can be said about Donald Trump. I don't like this. I don't look. uh, Do you think I wanted to be right about this? There's a lot of shit I say on this show that I don't want to be right about. I already know that we're getting a ferret now. I already know that. Let's see. Did I already do this one? Yeah, I already did that one. Okay, delete that one. Now, speaking of the Biden administration and people that are working in the administration, um, transgender Biden official Rachel Levine, that the man. Do I, do I have her saying this? Here we go. Here is the, the, the Assistant Secretary for the Health and Human Services of what America. What would you say to folks who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you inside feel that you are female? What's the wrong puberty? Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? 
This isn't like when when you go to a restaurant and you order a Coke and you get a Sprite. Is there such a thing as a wrong puberty? Oh, shit. I got a black kid's puberty. Where do I give it back? The assistant secretary for the health and human services of the United States of America believes that you can have a wrong puberty. Well, there's right puberties, and then there's wrong puberties. (laughs) I can see the after-school special already. Here's the wrong puberty. And I I don't know what they have as puberty. It's like maybe like a, a, a gelatinous mold. And it shows the gelatinous mold of puberty, wearing a leather jacket, smoking. This is the wrong puberty. It's spray painting on the side of a wall. (laughs) And then there's the right puberty, where the puberty, the gelatinous dough, is wonderful living life. Nothing is wrong in the world because that's the right puberty. By the way, that will be an after-school special. And, and when it becomes that, I am going to sue. I will be embroiled in a multi-million dollar lawsuit, but I will not be depressed over it. Um, nature has directed your puberty. Your social upbringing, unnatural as it is, and your sad need for attention have made it the wrong of puberty. Zach says, damn it, Arnie, I miss after-school specials. Well, welcome to, welcome to the wrong puberty, my friend. Starring, man, if he could still do it, the voice of Scott Baio. Scott Baio and Willie Ames did more after-school specials. My favorite one, Scott Baio was a hockey player, and the the after-school special was called The Boy Who Drank Too Much. I just liked it because fucking Scott Baio and Willie Ames were in it. And they were also in the movie Zapped. Fuck, I'm old. I am so talking over most of your heads. Ogre knows what I'm talking about. Maybe a couple other people. Newsflash, you can't have your first period if you have a dick. I have to say, um, that would be, um... Correct the yeah, window. Yeah, Scott, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you that one on that one. Big Coop says that's a double feature. The right stuff and the wrong puberty. What's the wrong puberty? Ooh, with Heather Thomas, she was so hot. Now, Stinkfist, you're on board, baby. Battleborn says, I remember that. Oh, Zapped was a great movie. We got to see boobs in that movie. Zapped was awesome. Maybe first movie I saw nudity. You're goddamn right. I saw titties in that. And then Joystick, the movie that my dad took me to and was embarrassed. Uh, Zapped, a movie about having the power of telekinesis and amusing to rape women. But what got me started on that was Scott Baio in the after-school special. The after-school special, The Boy That Drank Too Much. See, I think the more you know people got that music from the after-school specials. 
Charles in Charge, what a shit show that I still had to watch every week. Oh, that show was pure pornography. You had Willie Ames, who was always trying to score with chicks. Scott Bayo, who had, like, the longtime girlfriend that was okay. And then you had, uh, oh, God damn it, I can't think of her name. You had the hot daughter, and then the other daughter was just shit. She was nerdy, and it, nobody liked her. And then the boy nobody cared about. He, I'm sure he's a transgender now. Oh, but the oldest sister, Jamie, I believe, was her, her name on the show. God, I'm good. <whistles> hubba, hubba. And she's, she's an absolute shit show. Nicole Eggert, that was it. Thank you, Cowboy Ryan. Yeah, Nicole Eggert, complete shit show now. She was Tara Reed before Tara Reed was. <laughs> One time, Channel 31 in Sacramento played Friday the 13th unedited with disclaimers. Naturally, I watched, and funny things started happening in my almost pubescent pants. Well, that's because you were going through the right puberty. How about the movie Mischief with Kelly Preston had some amazing boobies? Oh, look, we could go through the list of great booby movies. Private School for Girls. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Phoebe Capes. I mean, we, we look, look. Don't lie, fellas. Every guy masturbated to that scene. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, ladies, if you're ever watching Fast Times at Ridgemont High in the unedited version, Oh, wait, hold on, let's see. Was that the it? That was the Cars that did that song. So when you hear, um... When you hear this Cars song play in Fast Times at Ridgemont High when Phoebe Cates is getting out of the pool... Oh, Brad. You know I've always liked you. She gets out of the pool and she flashes her tits. Every single man... And Brad's in the fucking bathroom, fucking, you know, polishing the bishop like there's no tomorrow. He's fucking, he's not flogging the dolphin. He's killing the damn dolphin. Every man. Every single man in my age group and maybe the age group after mine masturbated to that scene. I'm just telling you, that's a truth. You know, I'm here to tell you the truth on this show. Even in the movie, Brad masturbated. Yeah. If I had seen Scott Bale and Willie Ames talk about the boy who drank too much, they would have saved me some embarrassment in college. Hard bodies, great one. Hot dog, the movie. Dad took me to see that. I had sunny side up. I had sunny side down. I had sunny side all around. Let's not forget the awesome film, Joystick. Forms Girl Girls, what a classic. There's a movie called Blown Away with Nicole Eggert and two of the Corys. Lots of titties shown. Yeah, but I got to sit through the two Corys. That is torturous. Corey Haim, not so much. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman's weird. Weird. I'm not a Corey Feldman guy. Look, if he got diddled when he was a kid, I feel bad for him. Um, all right. Last story here, because we got to get Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy in. Um, if you're planning any time to visit Illinois, please be careful. 
and and, and I'm, I'm 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 you know what I've done this for Florida because everything in Florida can kill you. I am I I this is we're we're gonna make this official right now, and my T-shirt guy, four T uh five printing, they're in Illinois. They're fine fine folks. I got some new stuff coming from them. I can't wait to get it. Four T five printing dot com. Check them out. Um. I have to I have to issue this right here and right now. Otherwise, I'm not worth my salt as a broadcaster. Every man has had fantasy masturbation to any hot girl they ever saw. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my dad rented a movie called Barbarian Queen, thinking it would be like Conan the Barbarian, and nope. Gotta say it was slightly more on the tits and ass end of the fantasy spectrum. Dads are the best, aren't they? My dad took me to go see Hot Dog the movie, and he did not know what it was about. He thought it was a skiing movie. God love him. My dad took me to so many accidental, dirty movies. I don't know if they were accident, but he, he, he played it off really well. When Dad and I went and saw, and, and by the way, there is nothing more uncomfortable. Every man in here can attest this to me. If you go to a movie and you see tits, or you see, God forbid, my parents took me to see the Jacqueline Bissett Nick Nolte movie, The Deep. That movie shows fucking pubic hair. There is nothing that's more off-putting and unsettling than watching a naked scene or a sex scene with your parents. So all you parents out there, fucking enjoy it. Enjoy seeing those nude scenes with your kids in the room because your kids are so uncomfortable. I think that's a way that the parents got me back. Anyone see School Spirit where the dude dies and then comes back to watch women get naked in the dorm? That taught me a lot about college life. What if the wrong Corey died? Would Corey Haim move on with his shitty singing career? No. I don't think. I think he'd still be addicted to drugs. But Illinois has become the first state in the country, and we are issuing an official Arnie State Show travel advisory to the state of Illinois. Due to it being the first state in the nation to end the cash bail, after the Supreme Court of the state ruled that the landmark state law did not violate the Constitution. Meaning, judges will not require suspect charged with crimes to post bail in order to leave jail. Suspects deemed a threat to the public or those who are likely to flee can be required to remain in jail, but that's at the court's discretion. No, I am not, Zach. I'm not a fan of the movie License to Drive. Terrible film. Always a killer unless it is stuck in a laundry stepmom relationship. My parents took me to see the movie when 10 when, with Bo Derek. Oh, dad took me to see Tarzan the Ape Man. They would not take me to Bolero, though. Uh, Derek, when I was eight, my mom had to take me out to the lobby for a long snack break. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Oh, fucking Bo Derek. I mean, you got to think about it. 
we had an abundance of hot ass when we were growing up. We had Bo Derrick. We had a young, uninsane Heather Locklear. Heather Thomas. And then the queen of them all, the goddess, the blueprint. Fuck your Marilyn Monroe's. Fuck your Bridget Bardo's. We had Farrah goddamn Fawcett and her eraser nipples. Farrah Fawcett would put to shame all the... the, 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 uh, Who was the chick who fucked Elvis all the time? Not, not, not Scylla. I'm talking about the actress. The, 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 the hot actress who was in Grumpier Old Men. She's about the only one that could even come close to Farrah. I could watch teens get their throat slashed, but as soon as titties came out, you hear my pop say, turn your head. And Margaret. That's it. And Margaret. And Margaret was a great starting point for us, and then we got Farrah. And then after Farrah, it just kind of all went downhill. We had Phoebe Cates. They have Lizzo. Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren was in part two. Aunt Margaret was in both parts. Yeah. Uh-uh. Farrah is still the truth. All right. So, yes, uh, if you go to Illinois and you commit a crime, you don't have to pay bail to get out. Fantastic shit. Awesome. The Illini State. Woo! I keep wondering what movie to introduce my son to nudity. There's so many choices. I would go Fast Times. I, I, I mean, honestly, I would go Fast Times because you could introduce him to a lot there. There's a lot of nudity. Sadly, some of it is Jennifer Jason Lee, who at one point got naked in every movie that she was in. She got naked in the movie The Hitcher, the original one, with Rutger Hauer, the only one that matters. Probably one of the greatest horror films of all time, The Hitcher. He pulled apart. A, he pulled Jennifer Jason Lee apart. He tied her hands to the back of a fucking big rig, and then he tied her feet to the load. And then he gassed it, and he ripped her apart. Awesome. Ooh, who are hotter, the girls from Cannonball Run or the Hee Haw girls? Cannonball Run, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there were a couple of fat chicks on Hee Haw. Hee Haw had some great-looking women. But the Cannonball Run, I mean, Diane Cannon, uh, oh, Adrian Barbeau, Woo! Farrah Fawcett was in the original Cannonball Run as well. Wasn't she in Single White Female? Jennifer Jason Lee, yes, and got naked in that one. Farrah Fawcett, Sophia Loren, all the beauties that every household knows and loves, similar to what we know of Adele. God damn it. Damn it to hell. Christ. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. With that, we're going to break. Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. Mm-hmm. Catherine Bach was I also was in Cannonball Run. Yeah. After all no. These years no, I don't want to meet because we got Joe Murphy coming up next. Some have said down through history, if you last, it's a mystery. But I guess they don't know what they're talking about. From the mountains 
down to the sea you become such a habit with me America America well I come from down round Tennessee but the people in California are nice to me America I may roam, tell you people that it's home, sweet home, America, America. And my brothers are all black and white, yellow too, and the red man is right to expect a little from you, promise and then follow Take the ribbon from your hair Shake it loose and let it fall Dancing soft against my skin Like the shadows on the wall Come and lay down by my side Till the early morning light All I'm taking is your time Oh, help me make it through the night 
care who's right or wrong And I don't need to understand Oh, let the devil take tomorrow Cause tonight I need a friend Yesterday's dead end Tomorrow's out of sight And it's so sad to be alone Oh, help me make it through the night Sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno. Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me
if they freed me from this prison If that railroad train was mine I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line Far from Folsom Prison That's where I want to stay And I'd let that lonesome whistle Blow my blues away I just mean he could stand to hit the treadmill every once in a while. Jesus, man, you ever hear of a salad? God damn, no buttons are no. working today. All right. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Hi, welcome back to the big show here on a Thursday. That's right, Thursday. It's almost Friday. We've got something special coming up right now, so we gotta, we got we got to do this, so I make a phone call. Um, here we go. Uh, welcome back to uh, team coverage of the 151st playing of the Open. You Yanks call it the British Hello. Open. And yes, uh, joining me on team coverage of the Open, uh, 42-time major winner, along with 17 of these here Opens, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and the award-winning one-man play, My Sack is Bigger Than Your Balls, Sir Joe Murphy. Thank you so much. And you know what? When I hear me talk, it's so nice to hear an American doing this because you guys are horrible. Uh, have you been uh, fascinated with the coverage of an amateur leading this year's Open, Christo Leprechaun from, it looks like, I don't know, Paraguay or something? Oh, yeah, and, right. So an amateur with the name Leprechaun, and we're supposed to get, like, it's a big, like, it's a, I, I expected this all the way. If you'd watched my pregame show last night, I had predicted him to come out early. Now, Sir Murphy, you've won uh, 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 an abundance of trophies in your life when it comes to the Open. Uh, what is the single, stra- what is the biggest strategy, strategical element that you employ during your time at the Open? Well, I'm glad you asked because, you know, as you know, I'm a, I'm a, a master, an expert at uh, British golf, the, the home of golf. So one thing I've, I've I, oh, you know, one thing I tell all the guys that I've coached is, you know, if you're going to go, you know, any, that's the only golf tournament in July where they have parkas on. So, you know, people are wearing parkas. So I've always made up a list of like, essentials to bring to the open, and would you like to hear them? Oh, uh, please, yes. We grace us, Sir Joe. This is, I mean, if you don't bring this, it's like not bringing uh, your Eric Jordan to the basketball game. Uh, so uh, you got to have a big down parka. It's the only plantation. You play golf, and you look like the Pillsbury Doughboy, oh, even oh. though it's July. Tony Finau is caught in a uh, roadside bunker, and he had to actually punch it a foot backwards and able to get a shot. Here is Finau right now on the par five, chipping out of the bunker. What a terrible chip that was. Please continue, Sir Murphy. And Finau, it's, you know, he, he, gets, he tries to get out of there because with a name like Finau, they see him on the side of the road, they might think he's looking for work. So, you know, that happens. But here you go. So you always want a big down park in there because, you know, it's always, you know, about 30 below. You can hang neat while you play golf uh, there. Also, some, uh, some fishing waders. 
always, you know, got a lot of guys wear Nike, Adidas, you know, those, those cool, breathable, flexible pants now. Yes, no, yes. not over there. You bring, no. you bring the fishing waders. And then, uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, right there, you got to put those bucket hats, you know. Lots of, lo- lots of tweed. Yeah. I, I would say like, lots of You look like you just came from the perfect storm. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, here is Morikawa putting off the green. Oh, he makes it. What an amazing putt for Morikawa. Six feet off the green for birdie on number four, taking him to even par. I'm sorry, one over par. One over par, yeah. I'm about 30 seconds or so behind you because I had uh, I had the uh, the Iranian tech guy set up my microphone and, and, and monitor, so I'm really, I'm way behind because Oh, oh by the way, someone was hitting into him. There was a golf ball after he putted that flew in front of him after he putted. Someone hit into him. What a, what a catastrophe. And so the final thing you've got to have when you go to the open, besides that kind of, you know, the elements, the protection from the elements, is a pack of Marlboro Reds, 13 Diet Cokes, and a picture of John Daly. Ah, the John Daly, uh, who did win the British Open. Yeah, I believe it's at St. Andrews. Uh, I was uh, I was an intern mm. at the bar, so I was I was unable to see that win. Um, uh, this uh, this year's 151st playing of the Open is at Royal Liverpool in Hoylake, England. Uh, gorgeous there. Uh, very summery there today. Lots of uh, lots of not wearing parkas. I've 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 slowed my coverage up. And I have a young man wearing a, uh, a teal-covered... Uh, oh, there we go. There's Paul Lazinger and some other chap who are now doing the coverage for NBC Sports, even though it's on the USA Network. You know, they, this is like a golf course in England. Finally, we, we, you know, these guys, these kids from America have been hoping to play on a golf course that looks like a golf course. I don't know if you watched the, I don't know if you watched the Open last week. The Scottish Open. Uh, no, I did not watch the Scottish Open. No. They were. Uh, they, it was. That was the typical uh, lake style freezing uh, course, you know. But but like you say, this course it it, it has a has an Edgewood feel to it. Mm. They're <laughs> in the Great Lake Tahoe area. Yes. Uh, by the way, did you happen to catch the Edgewood Tahoe tournament last weekend and see the I dubious? Did. The dubious way that Sir Steph Curry won the tournament. Yeah, a lot of controversy there, folks. You know, you mean we 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 prep for these golf tournaments all the time. We travel the world, and the last thing I needed when Marty Fish was button was it was I was there with Arnie State. He we had to travel together, and I don't know. Somebody told a dad's joke, and he spurted. Dr. Pepper all over me, so I screamed at him, and I'll be damned if Marty Fish hasn't stopped hate mailing me all week. Oh, oh, it, it, it was awful. Look, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to lose the accent now because we, we're, we're going to talk about regular shit now. We, we're done covering the, the Open because the Open's kind of boring because nobody good's playing. Um, uh, watching that, the, the, a part of me, the golfer in me, I got so fucking mad when that person yelled during Marty Fish's backswing. 
Well, I, I, was, was, I was pissed too. I was pissed. And, 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 real, real quick, I wanted to say real quick. I I talked about the strike before you called me. Was I'll bet you I'm about a minute behind him or something like that. Yeah. You know. So I was like, damn. It. I was because I was being out hitting and I was trying to you know catch up, but I couldn't catch up obviously. And I was way I was way behind him, so it was a little difficult to uh, do that. But yeah, I that dude that infuriated me. Um. And it was a Steph Curry fan. And then I thought about it. And and look here. Those guys can't get mad because on the whole previous on 17. And let me just say this real quick. I think Edgewood is a dog shit golf course. I think yeah. I think it's a, I, I think it's such an overrated golf course. You got Finau on your screen right now putting for par. Oh, and he missed it. Oh, boy. Tony. Tony, that's not good. You and your 18 kids, you're going to start needing to make them putts there, son. Um, Don't be afraid to have a mountain over there, for yeah. God's sake. By the way, did you see one of the stands? One of the stands is almost like a vertical stands they have there where people are allegedly sitting, but it looks like it goes straight up. It's fucking yeah. weird. It sounds like some of their bunkers. Maybe yeah. like they're standing against the wall. Whenever I saw those, I would think... You know what? I would hit it out the other way and then go over it because I don't know how you hit it out. You know those ones that are like St. Andrews? It's like you're, you're standing up against the wall. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just crazy. But, but uh, That's their golf. That's the yeah, way they like it. They cram everything together. But See, I just saw the thing I'll miss right now. Okay. All right. Uh, let me. Let, I'll, I'll hit pause here. Justin, let me know when you get to uh, Justin. What is this? Justin Thomas? He just made a putt. Um, but, see, on 17 when they were hitting – you could hear these boats playing Journey. I, I, I heard Don't Stop Believing playing in the background or Wheel in the Sky. I don't remember which one it was, but they're fucking <laughs> blaring, right? And these players have to know that these people are all crocked up on fucking wine and champagne and all shithouse drunk. And that we have better music. Yeah. Um, so... I just I got mad that that somebody yelled and then I realized well this is a shitty tournament oh and here's the best news Tony Romo didn't win I know I know I couldn't bet you know when you're a guy like I mean first off you think of, of Steph Curry when he grew up his dad's like when you I mean when you're walking around some guys are maybe a ball boy at the law a lot of their life and they're for the NBA or for a big college program or something. You know, no, he he was he was two, three, three. He was throwing the basketball up in the air when he was, you know, when he was a gleam in his daddy's eye, sure. pretty much. And so then, you know, years and years of that, and then he's just a he's just a trained athlete. When I, I mean, just can adapt to do anything. And of course, he is obsessed with golf now. Rory McIlroy is second shot on the five hundred and ten yard par five. He's taking about, well, let's look at it. It looks like about a three iron or a two iron. Oh, and he has hit it into the gully muckets, if you will, the large rough on the right side of the hole. That is too bad for Rory. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, now I'm, uh, uh, I think I'm right with you now. Okay, good. Oh, oh that, that, who drained that one? That was uh, 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 Toma. No, I, I didn't see that. I'm, I'm watching... Uh, who who's this? Uh, the thirteen mile. Oh, John Ram, John Ram, two twenty to the hole on this par five. Uh, he's got about six iron. Uh, tightest pants in golf. Here we go. No backswing whatsoever. He's hitting a big high cut into this par five, even though the wind's not helping him. And he has hit it. Uh, it's gonna roll through the green. 
into the gully muckets, if you will, on the left side of the green. Uh, all right. You know what happened was, you know what happened was, was what I loved was when he hit the the uh, the hole in one stiff story, and then he, he runs, he sprints down to the green, runs around the green a couple times, and sprints back up the fairway. I guess there's not really a fairway on a par three, but you know, sprints back up, and I'm just going, oh my god, I was, I was, I was breathing heavy, just watching him. No shit. You know, like, uh, and, and you know, it's just like that is just crazy to do it. But what happened later though is he, I, I, me and him had to have it out. In the restroom because he stepped in my life. When oh, he went up there. that son of a bitch! God damn him! That's some golf etiquette, for God's sake. Amen. We're in the game. We don't come out and play. Um, moving on, uh, real quick, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Did you see the story about the American soldier who has defected to North Korea? I'm loving this. Um, how bad is your life that you have to defect to North Korea? Well, you know what? When yeah, how about he? He's facing like I don't know. He's getting it soon. They were coming to take him back to out of court martial. You know, he's going to have to be in front of the same judge that that Jack Nicholson was in front of him. You can't handle the truth. Sure. And like he, they're going to send him up the river or something like that. But I'm going to tell you right now. You know, there are certain things in life that you know what you should have just killed. You should have just killed yourself, buddy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not promoting suicide by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm like, he's thinking, okay, well, you know what? I don't have a boat. I'm not James Bond. I get this is my best option. I'm going to go to this other country over here. <laughs> well, I mean, it says he crossed the DMZ and he was yelling, ha ha. Um, he was dressed as a tourist too. Yeah. Um, but real quick, ha ha means you're running the other way towards freedom. You're running yeah, to a life yeah, of eating yeah. rats and dying. Yeah. Yeah, ha-ha's for, ha-ha's for when uh, the guy next to you at the crap table has been, been a, an asshole all night, and then you just finally just get on, a, uh, like, a 12-roll, you know, hot streak, and then ha-ha, you know. Yeah. But not when, you're, not when you're running to uh, – you're not going to be hanging out with Dennis Rodman, I'll tell you that. No, 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 no. It, it, but real quick, ha-ha is when a kid falls down. Ha-ha is when a dog runs into a, a window that's open or, yeah. or, or a sliding glass door. Defecting Would you put ha-ha North- in the same category as nanny nanny? No, nanny nanny means you're doing something bad to somebody. That's the doer of bad. Ha-ha is just laughing at someone that did the bad. Okay. A great All question, right. though. It goes along. I've gotten a lot of great questions today, like, who was hotter, the girls in Cannonball Run or the girls from Hee Haw? You know, I love the Hee Haw. Uh, I love what they did with their with their uh, breasts, I, the doctor. I mean, <laughs> I, I, they look nice as well. Yeah, I, but I, I still go Cannonball Run because Farrah Fawcett, <laughs> Lady Farrah was in that movie, so you can't go wrong with that. And, and this is an exclusive on the Arnie States podcast, whoa, but I whoa. want you guys all to know. I, I didn't want to challenge by this, but that amateur who's now tied atop the leaderboard at the Open, last two years I've been his swinging coach. Mm, I knew it. I knew that you had something to do with it. I knew that you had your 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 initials were stamped all over that. J.M. Well, no, no, Butch Harmon was a swing coach. I was a swinging coach. <laughs> well, of course. Um, uh <laughs> Real quick, just uh, some inside radio thing. Did you get to see the picture of my former partner yesterday? Oh, I cumed all over it. But bingo! <laughs> oh, um, just real quick, you you and I have shared that we've had our ups and downs and our battles with 
are demons. Um, and I have I've fell quite a few times being inebriated. Uh, I'm sure that you fell quite a few times being inebriated. Did you ever see anything like that? Well, you know how the, the, the woman comes to work or whatever, she's got that, it's like a purple one, and it's right up in the corner of the eye and the nose, and oh, I ran into a chair, a door, something, you know, we all know that's a lie, that didn't happen, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's your uh, whiskey-swilling husband at home, but, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that was a clear, clear, you could just see, uh, she just got leveled. He, his arrogant mouth took off and, you know, and then somebody just, just like, you know, I, I don't care how smart or, or sophisticated or, you know, what a Pinot Noir is or whatever, but uh, shut up and then bam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it looks a lot, uh, it looks a lot messier than a fall. That's all I'm trying to say. I said, like I was telling you, it looks like, the, you know, they, had, they called it the L.A. star. He throws so hard that the star of the football that hit him mm-hmm. in the chest. And by the end of the game, they, didn't, they really would have, like, you know, how there's a, there's that looks like a star. The, the, oh, yeah? Yeah. And, and that's what it looked like they hit him. Maybe with the, the, the um, pet detective ring, but a real big one. <laughs> Maybe maybe he got hit with the Elway star quite a few times. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of pugilist and fighting, did you see Conor McGregor got in trouble again? Hey, Conor, um, I don't know if this is a form of dyslexia, but you're supposed to be inside the ring when you're doing this stuff. He rushed away from a funeral in England yesterday after an incident at the funeral. <laughs> it, it, well, now he's getting in fights at wakes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's an Irish wake, so everybody's going to be drunk. We already know that. But I, are, have we had enough of Conor McGregor? Has Conor McGregor, has he kind of jumped the shark? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, you know, here in America, as, as any place else, you know, well, not any place, but you can... Uh, you can get a second chance, but Connor, you got to put on the brakes, lay low for a while, and then, you know, like, come back out. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. wasn't a fighter, but he just, you were like, oh, this kid, this kid, you yeah. know. And look at him now. He's a mogul, you know. Yeah. So, you, you, America's very forgiving, and he can come back, but it's like, dude, you got to make us forget about you for a little bit. Well, here, here, I got a question for you. I'm, I'm not the world's biggest MMA guy. I do watch it. I respect it. Uh, I think they're very, very talented athletes. Um, if he were to never fight again, would you put him down as one of the greatest of all time? You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm like you when it comes to the MMA. I got a friend that can just, you know, oh yeah, what's his name? And then the lightweight, the bandweight. You know, he can each be off. Where you know, same way that we could do in the boxing was sure, you know, sure. So I don't know, but but it, as far as publicity and things like that go, I mean, when 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 someone says to, if I was on Family Feud and he said, you know, uh, uh, five hundred steroided tough guys were uh, pulled, they the top MMA fighter or whatever, I would I would probably say I'm Conor McGregor. Okay, like he's my first pick. So yeah, he rolled out, he would roll off the tongue um, as quick as uh, anything because oh. I. I I can't. I'd, I'd get beat. I'd get beat by the buzzer if I had to think of another name. Let me ask you this: What version of Family Feud would you be on? Because I'd only be on one version of it. Well, yeah. you get over here. I would give you my kiss. 
Oh, there you go. You picked the right one. That way, oh my God, Joe, you fucking read my mind. Correct the mundo. Come on. Don't, don't read your one. mind. It's, it's, it's called America, for God's sake. There's only one Sally dude, and it's the guy from Hogan's Heroes. Richard Dawson. Excuse me, having a brain fart, and I can't. Oh, Richard, Richard Dawson. Richard right, yeah, Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah, the only host. The and, and by the way, a second place. If, if if there was a second place for the host, I would put Steve Harvey in there because I think Steve Harvey's a genius. He, you know, Steve Harvey's good. You know, he, uh, some of his suits I did not design, but uh, you know, I, like I tell people, you know, listen to me, people. For, this is this is great. Some of the best advice, you know, as you know, I give out some of the best advice. You do. And you really, really do. I, you get you you get your clothes in Germany and your cars in Italy. Okay. Okay, there you go. Right. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, I, I, I know I, did, I, I don't think I sent you this, but um, next week, training camps. Uh, training camps are about to start opening all over the country. We've got the NFL. We're only 42 days away from college, 44 days away from the start of college football season. Um, real quick, a uh, little tease for football. Next week, we'll really talk football and the training camps. Um, what are you seeing? I wanted to talk about one thing in particular, and that's Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I am a lifelong Cowboys fan, and I hate the 49ers. But I liked the Brock Purdy story last year. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a great story. Good kid. Mr. Irrelevant, last kid picked in the draft. And a lot of people are picking the Niners this year, and and I'm one of them. I I said the Niners are the class of the West, but... Should we be worried about the sophomore slump with Brock Purdy? You know, I hope I hope not. You know, I think uh, Josh Allen he didn't suffer one, did he? No, but but here's the thing: Josh Allen didn't light the world on fire either. Right, right, right. He just kind of he just got he uh, kind of struggled yeah. his way into. You look at the great quarterbacks of, of the old. When they were rookies and they came up, they kind of struggled. You had Peyton Manning and you got Patrick Mahomes that are kind of an exception to the rule. So yeah, we'll I was just going to say, they should have the, you know, the award for just just walk on the field and say, go fuck yourself. And then and it was just like a beat the whole time. You yeah. know, was like that. But they, did, they took a second to warm up. I think mm-hmm. Peyton threw like seven picks or something. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, think about I, I'm, I'll be rooting for him, too. I'll tell you that. I'll I, be rooting for him, too. I, you know, it, it's funny. They wear helmets. You don't see their faces and stuff. But, but we still, they develop personalities, and you just you just get a feel for them. Some guys are like, God, I hate that guy. I, even though I've never met him. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I, I can't stand, I cannot stand, um, let's say I'm trying to think in golf, who drives me nuts? You know, Nicholson's not on the top of my list. He's like, but I've never met these people. Right. <laughs> so I really didn't judge him. Brock Purdy's done that where he he's like a, he's just kind of a likable guy, even if you're not a fan of that team. And I'll be pulling for him. Yeah, I'll kind of be pulling for him. Now, now, now Gold, who's a Niner fan, says the system, man, Brock hasn't uh has it down, doesn't need to be a superstar. Well, here's the thing though. Think about it. Carson Wentz, amazing rookie season. Help lead the Eagles to the NFC Championship game before he got hurt, and then uh, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl for him. What's Carson Wentz done since then? Dick. Wah, wah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'm going to turn the mirror on myself. Who was the rookie of the year for the Cowboys? Number four, Dak Prescott. Lit the world on fire. What's he done since then? Wah, wah. 
I'm not rooting against Brock Purdy. I'm just saying beware the Ides of the sophomore slump. The sophomore slump. It's sophomore slump, the, the, the front of the Madden football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, it, it, yeah, but yeah, like you said, the sophomore slump. But you know, there's like a few. There's a few, you know, uh, curses. But that's uh, that's one that uh, uh, if you don't bounce back from that sophomore slump. That's the thing. If you come in and you're, you're struggling and you, every day, you're busting your ass and, and you're getting a few snaps and stuff like that. You just gotta bust your ass every single day. Uh, I, I, you know, that guy, I I would hate being in that position. If you're the guy that you come out and you just you just all the ladies are riding your jock, and then the next, the next year you're just a piece of crap. You got, dude, you get, you get a buy year then, like that. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll give that guy a buy year, like almost like he, he, you stunk last year, but you're still starting. You know, and, you know, mm-hmm. you get to, you don't have to bust your ass every single day because you were the big first round pick. You came out like a lion, like a lion, and then uh, your sophomore year, uh, you're, you're uh, the lamb. You're, you're, you know, you 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 can ride your coattails in that first year, and you'll be all right. But don't for your third year, you better pick it up. See, I I look at I look at it like this, and and I don't even put the blame on the quarterbacks because they had successful years, and I think the offensive coordinators and the coaches go well. Well, we will stop trying to teach them. I think when guys struggle and those coaches are working with them and they're learning the game, they're actually learning the game. But when they're rookies and they're tearing things up because defenses don't have a read on these quarterbacks, I think the offensive coaches kind of stay back and say, well, let's let him do his thing. And then they don't progress, but the defenses now have a strategy on how to beat you, and you don't have any way to to learn or learn anymore because you think your way is the right way. Yeah, I mean, you know, who was the guy last year that he brought a, He brought his uh, his own quarterback or throwing coach with, to camp. Oh, I don't even know. To, like, it's like it, it, he was like Russell Wilson or or somebody that got traded. You know, they come in, they got brought there. No, I don't think so, buddy. We don't need a throwing coach at the you know at the uh, Seahawks camp. I can't remember who was. He lasted like a day. And like, no, you don't get you know we don't we're, we're gonna do our system. Yeah, you know, it, it's very very system. strange. We don't get just well, my system's better, so, you know, uh, because if we got two systems, we're going to stink. Yeah, uh, Gold says, we in San Francisco know uh, about second-year trash. Cap anyone? There's another great Whoa. example. He's a UNR, he's a Nevada kid. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, but but he suffered through it and never bounced back. It, it, it's amazing to watch. You, you watch it happen. You know, there's another guy. I got to say, there's one more name. That's a, a, a uh, an exception to the rule, but he never won a Super Bowl, and that's Dan Marino. Yeah, yeah, Dan Marino is the Charles Barkley of football. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl his rookie year, correct, against the Niners and got thumped yeah. and yeah. never went back again. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. Kaepernick, same thing, bam, just came out, bam. Mm-hmm. Man, especially like here in this era, we were, because there's not only the Niner fans here. This is Niner country. Oh, yeah. And here's our boy, here's our Nevada, Nevada quarterback running the Niners and on Monday Night Football. I mean, they, people here were, uh, you know, men uh, that thought they were women were actually playing with their penis. I mean, they were so excited. <laughs> um. Real quick, uh, do you have any, uh, and I didn't ask you about this, uh, but do you have any uh, 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 
prognostications for any movement of baseball players because the baseball uh, trade deadline's coming up. Where do you see wow. Shohani going? So I and we have a couple of rules that me and you both don't, don't like, but you know. Oh, we'll know. get to that. Really yes, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I said. I said but uh, I'll try to, like we did. You discussed it. That guy's gonna be worth so much. You could get a great, you know, two great players because I mean, when you think about it, like this guy, like you said, he's like the like in literally, he, he throws strikeouts and he runs out and, and then it's a play. He, He's four for four and stuff like that. Do you know what? Is, is the guy just going to wear out quicker? I mean, did you want a player like that? I mean, it, I mean, wow. We now we have more guys on the bench. You know, like I mean, you got one extra guy on the bench basically. They're and saying. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, I'm just saying it's, like, it's going to wear the guy out. Maybe it's not. I mean, they've been specializing. You know, every, you know, ever since it was just get off the field and play. And uh, hey, uh, Jim, come in from left. Time for his pitch or whatever. You know, now they're so specialized, and they've come all this way, specialized, specialized. And uh, uh, to just, it's just almost like they're like, let's have fun with it. But, but but if the guy can do both, I guess play. But so I don't know. Do you spend all that money because he's going to want like two player money? Well, okay. So what I'm seeing so far, uh, I've seen some. I've seen three teams are really in the hunt for him. The Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, and my beloved Texas Rangers. And I saw the price tag that they're asking. And, it, of course, it's an in-division trade. Um, they want our top two pr- pitching prospects. One of our top fielding ex- uh, uh, One of two. We have two top prospects. Uh, uh, Acuna Jr.'s uh, brother plays for the Rangers. The kid Acuna, who's in Atlanta, his brother plays in Double A system. They want him or another guy that we got, and then one more player. Man, I, I, I'm, you know, I don't those, know. Those guys, those guys like Okuda and those others, you know, uh, that they, they met a Texas Ranger a long time ago. If you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know if, I don't know if trading our future is worth the here and now. I mean, yeah, I, we've yeah. never won a series, and I won a World Series before I die more than anything in the world. I will trade in national titles. I will trade in Super Bowls. I'll trade in NBA championships and Stanley Cups. I won a World Series. That's all I want as a sports fan. I want a World Series. It, it would mean everything to me as a sports fan. And I don't know if making that trade is worth it. Because another big issue is if – you know what is it? A fifty? It's a fifty-man roster or a fifty-six-man roster? It's a twenty-six-man roster. Or twenty? I'm sorry, twenty. What twenty-seven? I mean, I mean, and then you go to the forty-man roster. I was thinking of football there for a minute. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, the forty-man roster. Uh, when you hit, you know, when you hit the when the AAA guys stop playing and stuff. So you go. Then you got to go back down to twenty-seven for the playoffs. So it's like you know, ooh yeah, we 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 it basically we have a twenty-eight. Man roster because we got Otani, but guess what? He gets hurt, and you're oh. and you lose two players also. Yeah, see that, that and and that's the whole thing is that if the Rangers are willing or any team is willing to trade their future for it, they better make sure they can lock up a deal with him. That that because you don't want him just for the last half of the season. You want him to continue. You know, but I don't know if he's gonna. I I don't know if the trade is worth it. Uh, 
I was watching the Rangers uh, continue a sweep against the Tampa Bay Rays. The best team in baseball got their asses handed to them by my beloved Rangers yesterday. Two things happened in the game yesterday. Two things I saw. Well, three things. First one, a guy bunted, and his right front foot was out of the batter's box. Now, what call would you make on that if you're the umpire? Okay, well, once again, he's right-handed batter. Right-handed batter, and his he's right bunting. foot is out of the batter's box. Yeah. You know, that's the tough one, but I, you know, I, I told you I was a, I was the groundskeeper for a single-A baseball team, you know, the Padres when they played. So I would, you know, we would really strategically put the boxes and stuff. But I noticed those guys, they would go to the back of the box, and it's really, it, it almost like the ump gave them a little leeway. Yeah, you know? well, this like, was in the front of the box. Huh? This was in the front of the box. Oh, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So his, his left his foot was, the, the, it was an inside pitch. He jumped, uh, and his left front foot was outside of the fucking batter's box in the front, and he bunted the ball. If the ball touches the bat and your foot is out of the batter's box, that's an automatic out, and they didn't even replay it. Yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen a couple of uh, plays where, you know, it, like you said, they, they, the, the replay uh, got it right a bunch of times, but there were some real humdingers that got, that I was like, man, don't even replay that. Just give the ump the call on that one. But then there's the ones I've seen where they're just blatantly wrong. Yeah. And it's like, if we're going to use the stupid thing that, I mean, if you can't see it because it's real fast and now you still can't see it on the, your jumbotron, you get to look at it. I mean, the, you know, the Microsoft surface down there. I mean, then, then you shouldn't be umpiring because I've seen a couple, like you just said, that just, that's horrible there. I mean, how did you miss it on the replay? Yeah, well, it happened the other night, Friday night in the Ranger game against Tampa, uh, or, or the, the first game. There's a bang-bang double play, and the runner was out at first. When you watch the replay, you can see the runner was out at first. The announcers for the Rangers, who, by the way, are awful, said, if they don't reverse this call, I'm going to throw this table out the window. They didn't reverse the call. And the guys didn't throw the table out the window. I was pissed at that part. You can't say that and then not do it. But they blew it. And I'm tired. Of, why do we have instant replay in baseball if they can't get it right? It's fucking stupid. And if you're going to screw up plays like that, you got to bring in Harry Carey to complain about it. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw last night in the Rangers game, I learned this. You and I hate all the new rules in baseball. From the ghost runner to the the... The, the stupid clock. But yesterday yeah. I saw something, and it's the two throws to first base. Get ready to steal after number two. Well, th that's what I was thinking. So I'm, I'm watching the game, and the guy throws over to first, and I, in my head I go, oh, there's one. And then a pitch later he throws over there, and I go, oh, there's two. And it's against our fastest guy, white guy with blonde hair, Sentowski or whatever. Got to keep him close. Keep him honest. Well, You've thrown over there twice. I see the umpire even put down two fingers behind first base. And the announcers go on to say, well, he can throw over there a third time, but he has to pick him off, otherwise it's a bunt. Well, wait, 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 wait. wait. Why have the rule then? Why have the fucking rule that you can only throw over two times, but if you, you can throw a third time, but if you do, it's a balk. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's stupid. That, that's why it's, yeah, they, they, you get to throw over twice, but you can't throw over third. I mean, 
you know, there's, there's, there's a small excitement factor to that because it's like, but, but there's, I mean, it's just, it doesn't coincide with the way we like to watch the game. Guys like you and me, because, you know, that guy's not thrown over there every, you know, people start booing when he throws over the first all the time. It's like, hey, you know what? You know, the guy that I've had the number two, he works for the Houston Astros, really. He's putting out yeah. steel zone. But, but you know, in all honesty, you know, uh, there's something going on. I mean, he's got, you know, he's keeping him close. He's, he's got to keep him close because, uh, you know, uh, you're not just, you're not just throwing over because he, he's, he's bored or he wants to rest. He's like, this guy's challenging me, you know, yeah. and he's, 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 uh, or maybe, or maybe the guy at the bat, at the plate hits right down the line. He's a pole hitter or where, so but the first baseman's got to play a little off the base or something like that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, to, but oh, boy, I, no, no, speed it up. Just oh, speed it up. I don't I care so what's pissed. happening. I was so, I, I, and I talked to another friend of mine about this. I guarantee you this. That there have been talks about limiting foul balls. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, right? plain, plain and simple. If they limit foul balls in baseball, I'm done watching. I'm done. Done. That's just yeah, stupid. And, 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 like I said, when we, when, when we talk about strategies of the game and this and that, that we, you know, the American pastime and we invented it. Has, hey, hey, soccer, when they invented soccer, boy, have they really, they really sped that game up that day. And the scoring, it's out of control. Oh. Um, but like, but what would really kill it is, what is the foul ball? I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I mean, good no, hitters. But what is it? It's a strike. It's a fucking souvenir. Yeah, it's a souvenir. But they put up nets everywhere where nobody's getting souvenirs anymore. I know. Well, they did that for safety. Oh, but fuck that's safety. The, that's the part of the ball game. Every fuck that's safety. When we talk about bringing your glove and all that, it's like you know, you know, you, you, NBA game. You know, you're up in the you're up in the bleeder seats, the nosebleed seats. Um, a Daniel gets you a ball after the game when he gets a second job. Yeah. You know, but in baseball, but you get a freebie possibly. That's the yeah. whole excitement of it. But, I mean, in the like NFL. Said, I hate the Nets now, but. In the NFL, if you kick the ball over the net, you got to give the ball back. In baseball, you don't have to give the ball back. It's awesome. But they've taken that angle. You know, I've noticed they've gotten a little more lenient with the footballs in the NFL. But baseball, it's never – that was always the thing. Because I always remember they would boo at the Little League of the Babe Ruth play. Was that because please return that foul ball to the oh, snack yeah. bar for a free bag of popcorn? You oh, know, yeah. like, and we're supposed to get it back. It was snow know. cone here. We, we got a snow cone for it. <laughs> we got a bag of popcorn. I, I wrote in. You know, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> you wrote in Do you know what the cost of popcorn is compared to Arnie sucking his cherry bucket snow cone and Arnie oh, there, where man. the hell is that? Um, oh. yeah. So, but yeah, that was the free, you know, I mean, and what about before when they got the screamer? If you got the screamer off the, off the nugget, whatever, you know, uh, Ron Say was going to come down there and autograph it for you or whatever. Yeah, no shit. And, that know, was the way to go, man. That was that was part of the game. I oh. hope Tiger Woods hits me with a shank someday. Oh, God, yes. Have Tiger come over there, give me a watch or something. That'd be awesome. A, a couple of gloves, just sign a glove. And, no, and, I, uh, I, I want to roll it. The Tiger saw. Come on, Tiger. Give me the Tiger, the wood cover there. The Tiger, the orange Tiger wood cover. How um, sweet would that be? That would be awesome, but you ain't getting you know, that. You know who Tiger Woods is? Hmm. Tiger Woods. 
Uh, you brought up soccer, so uh, today is the beginning of the Women's World Cup. I have hey, never real, real been. Quick, we'll be just one last thing in baseball. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I hate the intentional walk. Oh. Don't have to anyone. This is so dumb that you can do an intentional walk now without throwing a ball. I might accept it if it was like if you were hitting nobody was on. I, I might because you're going to end up at first either way. But but maybe not because we both all we both see a guy reach out and club one when he's supposed to be getting walked. Absolutely, and 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 by the way, and we've seen pitchers throw it away. Or throw at the guy. But but yeah, hits in it, the dirt, right? Throws in the dirt. Yeah. There's probably one or two on sure where the guy was pissed and maybe came a little inside on him. Well, then he's probably getting trouble with the skipper. Yeah, but but the thing is, is that we I've seen wild pitches and pitch outs. Yeah, uh, in, yeah, in, in right, right, walks, and that's right, part yeah, of the they're game. Base, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, exactly. It's you bullshit. still have to throw the ball. You still have to throw the ball. Maybe not in, when you're nine, because we're going to be here until midnight. But yeah, you know, get, 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 get. more importantly, I'm thinking about the batter. But like you said, more importantly, the guys that are on base, those are the guys. That, you mess up on the on an intentional walk, and you're going to, you know. And so yeah, I, I, I the other day was the first time I saw. The guy comes up and he just walks the first. Yeah, and so like, what? dumb. So fucking dumb. Um, all right. So today is the first day of the Women's World Cup. Tomorrow, America plays against Vietnam. Um, I've never rooted for Vietnam, obvious reasons, but I am rooting. I am Team Vietnam tomorrow. Well, I. the only reason that I will... Good for the, the, the Vietnamese with fine young ladies of, of, of Saigon. Oh, that's South Korea. Sorry. Um, is that they're like, uh, I think America's favorite, like 40. You have to bet $40,000 to win a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that the, the, the Vietnamese ain't got much of a chance, but I, I hate the American women's soccer team mainly because Megan Rapinoe. I, I, I can't stand them. I've never rooted against an American team until now. I am Team World. Yeah, you, yeah, you I, but you know what? When, you can't do that in public, though, see? Oh, I, oh, I could. I, they're, they're having a big watching party tomorrow right. in Frisco, but I'm not going to that. When they get to the championship game, you're standing there. I mean, you better leave Roscoe at home. It's not no, going to be safe. No, it won't be. Hell, I might get me one of them crazy, crazy Chinese, you know, Vietnamese uh, war caps, one of them uh, triangle hats. I might wear that to the viewing party tomorrow in Frisco. What do you think about the that? Best, the best gimmick is you go up to shake an American's hand, at both of them, but you get their fingers in Chinese uh, handcuffs. <laughs> Good old finger cuffs. Now, <laughs> those are Chinese handcuffs. Yeah. Staying, uh, staying in soccer, uh, I saw that I've had this story since last Sunday, and I wanted to save it just for you to get your take on this. Um, Lionel Messi. The world's greatest soccer player is coming to America. He's going to be playing for the Miami soccer team or soccer club. Working for David Beckham. Yes. Um, last week, before his new team visited the St. Louis City team and and and, and lost three to nothing, a memo was sent out to fans. It said opposing team gear is not allowed in the supporter section. Um, I've oh, never heard of this before. Okay, that's enough. 
That's the, enough. The, I, this happens I, in Europe. I, 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 what are we coming? You know, other countries don't give two bucks about the stuff that we're like so picky oh, no, about. No, no, they no, don't no, even no, no, Joe, Joe, and Joe, we're like Joe, just Joe, trying, Joe. We're trying to please everybody. Joe, Joe, in Europe, they have this standing rule. This is already a rule in Europe that you can't wear opposing fans' gear to a to a stadium. When did this become normal? I don't know. Like I said, I was talking about like America because yeah. you know, we just well, it's we happening now in America. In the farm uh, fields and and, it, and then come out the little towns, Friday night lights and all that. And you sat down next to you. Know, we're going to beat them damn Tigers tonight. You know, blah blah blah. And you know, we did. So we weren't just we we didn't all come from you know uh, swimming in a thirty-six ounce sign before we came to the game. Sometimes it happens, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean that I don't get that because see we that's because we we started like the the fan thing and so we just showed up at the game and but now these guys are so out of control that they gotta you know it's the Raider fans imagine the Raider fans I mean I mean go seriously over there, go over there Chewbacca this is what was sent out to fans opposing team gear is not allowed in support section it's for city fans. For the July 15th match, this includes all messy jerseys, shirts, and gear, Miami, Argentina, Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain, New Wells Old Boys, and Grandoli. You can't wear any of his shit to the St. Louis Stadium if they're playing. That's I bullshit. Was locker last night. They roped off the, the soccer section. I mean, that, that, the, but you hit it right on the head. Can you imagine stopping a Raider fan? Walking into San Diego, saying, uh, I mean, pretty much yeah, giving him the he's old. He's looking for the Steelers fan. He kicked his ass last year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, you're 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 looking for the. Uh, sorry, folks, parks closed. Moose outside should have told you. I mean, you're gonna tell people they can't wear their jerseys to a game. Uh, you're yeah. going to tell these yeah. people yeah. that spent- Ethel and Frank have been going to the, the Ethel went to Ohio State. Frank went to Michigan. They've been going to that rivalry. Yeah, not today, sister. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. These people are paying thousands of dollars to see Messi play. Possibly not. Not last week. He's going to make his, I guess, debut this weekend or whatever. But can you imagine paying thousands of dollars to see Lionel Messi play on the road and you're wearing your Messi jersey and your kid's got his Messi jersey on and they turn you away? Well, it, but and you know why that is now? It's because it's because America and we just we just we start we're starting to be uh, uh, one of the cooligans or whatever. You know, I mean, in shooting people and stuff like that, violence and 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 thing. It's just nobody can just show up to the game and watch it and and have a you know a good time. Maybe get a little uh, upset. You know, guys are just brawling in the stands now and and. you know, people are fighting, and so they're trying. You know, you know what? People are going to fight. They, you know, it's like trying to stop drunk driving. You can make all the laws you want. Still going to be a lot of drunk driving. You know, guns. You know, you can make the laws you want. guns. Cocaine's illegal too, but some people do find it. I hope you know. Yeah. Now, this is a great story, and this is the kind of story I like to do with you, uh, especially because this is awesome. Um. They're talking about this, and maybe next year, and next year the, ho- the, the All-Star game is in Arlington. Um, they're talking about a possible Legends home run derby. I, I like that. Um, I, 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 uh, I like that a lot. I did find out that uh, 
a couple from, well, she went to Oklahoma, he went to Texas. They have to sit on uh, other other sides of the river, opposite yes, sides yeah. of the river mm-hmm. at the game. That's horrible. But, um, let's see, so the electric, I've seen a guy hit one a couple times out of the park, you know. He's got the swing, uh, you know, he looks like a golf swing of an 80-year-old, but he, I, he hits it out of the park. I can't remember who it was. And uh, I, those guys could, those guys still could play. If you still got that baseball swing, Sweet. There are four the stars. There are four stars that are already interested. Are you ready? Yep. David Ortiz. Big puppy. Jim Tomey. Guy could slug it. Albert. By the way, that's TH for you fans that didn't know. Yep. Albert Pujols. That guy's a beast. And Ken Griffey Jr. Now that's the guy with just the, with just the swing, the greatest know, swing ever. He, he came into the batting cage. They said the other day, and nobody could believe it. And everybody, because you know he's a coach, or he, I don't know where he, he, maybe he's in the upper management or something now. But uh, they, he came down to the batting cage, down to you know before the game, mm-hmm. and in the cage. And man, they just the guys were just in awe. They said it because he's still just he's he can still, still rake. He can yeah. still do it. And and by the way. I, I, that would be a home run derby that I would love to go to. Nothing against the new guys, but these are my heroes. These, this is, this is a home run. Ken Griffey Jr. against Albert Pujols. Yep, here's my money. Take my credit card. Go ahead, yeah, charge it. Because you first said it, and I'm thinking of Larissa Rappaccio or something. And you're like, I'm like, no, dude, that's ancient history. This is like, yeah, so these guys, when you start saying them, I'm like, oh, wow, because these guys are old, too. Uh, and, and it's like, so they are legends, you know, now. And so I would love that because these guys can still, dude, these guys, they will beat us in, a, in, a, in a, hitting a baseball, uh, Artie, till the day till the day they die. Oh, I mean, absolutely. They, they live to be a hundred. We live. To be, you know, I mean, we were what ninety or something. Uh, oh yeah. They'd still beat us. They'd still beat us all the, every our whole life. That we would never beat them. You know, here's the funny thing. Um, they asked uh, Ted Williams. Remember that famous All Star game that he was out? They brought him out on the golf cart. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they brought him out, and he threw out the first pitch. It was in Boston. It was an amazing moment. And I remember a reporter asked him, he said, Ted, how would you do in today's game? And Ted looked at the reporter, and he said, well, I'd hit about 240. And the reporter said, Ted, you're a lifetime, like, 380 hitter. Why are you going to hit 240? He goes, because I'm 82 fucking years old. That's why. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, it's yeah. true, though. Be, I mean, because you can see some of those old guys. I don't care. You, look at you. I don't care. Look at Daryl Strawberry swing a baseball bat, oh. and I, I guarantee you he's going to knock a few out. He, oh, you know. I, Strawberry had another beautiful swing. Will Clark, all these left handed guys, Rafael Palmero. Look, I thought I'd love to see Ralph next year in, in Texas at the Home Run Derby. He and Juan Gonzalez. That would be badass. Yeah, it'd be awesome. It would be awesome to see, you know, like we said, Will Clark, you know, Will the Thrill. Oh. Because, you know, Will, he'd probably get in a fight, and that'd be even more entertaining. That, that, would, be, that would be the greatest thing to ever happen. Um, <laughs> Big old chew in Mississippi State, boy. Um, that is going to do it for us today, Joe. We covered everything, my friend. Well, <laughs> I don't think so. I wanted to ask you a couple questions real quick. Okay. 
If that's all right. Yes, absolutely. Do you are you kind of got? Do you put bumper stickers or statements on your car at all? Um, I have a Longhorn decal in the middle of my window and a Super Arnie little sticker on my back window of my truck. But other than that, no, no, no yeah, nothing. College, college, uh, you know, uh, I guess fandom, whatever. And uh, but of course, uh, promoting that. You know, I have, you know, if you have two American flags on the show painted across your car, that's fine when you're promoting stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't do it either. Okay, well, really quick, what's your first word? What are you first thing when you see the guy in the pickup that's got the set of balls hanging from his hitch? Fucking pathetic loser. <laughs> no, what Just, is wrong with that guy? It, Dude, it's dumb. yeah, you're probably, you're probably going to, uh, uh, I'm sure she's going to love A&W tonight, but she's going to say no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, look, his, his truck is jacked up. He's, he's overcompensating for something, obviously. And now he has, I hate those things. I think they look fucking stupid. It Anybody, just looks stupid, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's something retarded. It really is. It really is. Yeah, I was looking at a couple of things. Uh, I, I misspoke. Nebraska-Colorado was not the very first college football game. Also, Clemens had seven Cy Young. I mean, mm. that's crazy. That is yeah. absolutely crazy. Seven Cy Young. And the only guy finishing off the guy that's really pissed in life these days is Boy George. Look at everybody walks around like boy George now. I mean, he got beat up and they fucking kick him around. I mean, every, who's that freak and stuff like that? You know, nobody else was around like that. Boy George was just like, thanks a lot. Yeah. You know, for well, making me about a couple of decades too early. Because right. now he was, he was a trailblazer. I would be, uh, I would be rich and, oh. and, you know, me and RuPaul would have our own uh, Manhattan flat. <laughs> Is, is that all the questions you have for me today, Joe? Those were just burning issues in my mind. I appreciate that, <laughs> my friend. All right. Well, hey, Joe, you have a great weekend, and I will talk to you now. Oh, by the way, uh, who's your pick for the Open today or, or for the week? Uh, for the week? You know what? I, I'm i going to root for, man. Uh, boy, who am I going to root for? I want to say board, but, you know, I, I don't want to because that would be two in a row. I mean, it's happened before, mm-hmm. you know, two journeys in a row. But Because I do like to see Rory. Rory, because Rory sticks around back in, uh, uh, what's his name, Tiger, you know. So yeah. that's why I like it. I'm going to take the guy at top right now. I'll take Tommy Fleetwood. Let's see if you can go hang on. Nice pick. Nice pick. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth, who's two, who shot two under today. Uh, it's between Spieth and uh, Scotty Sheffer, both Longhorns. Um, but I, I, I'm going to take Spieth-y. Okay, I, I like Spieth. Where's he at right now? I, I don't uh, know. So he finished his round at 69. He shot two under today, so he's uh, three shots off the lead. Okay, so we're live. You know, let's see. Oh, it's five o'clock there. Yeah. Okay, I was just trying to see the time. Five oh five over there in the across the pond. Thanks so much, Arnie. All right, buddy. You have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, bud. Lake Tahoe, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Welcome back to the big show here on a Thursday. Thanks again to Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Sir, Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy this week with the British Open going on. Um, Love having Joe on each and every week to talk some sports. Oh, this is a topic that I know is going to be talked about for a while now, and I'm really not looking forward to it, and it is this actor strike. And I know a lot of y'all are saying, well, I don't give a fuck about this strike. Fuck this strike. I don't know what it's about. Well, you're going to care. Hollywood executives have come out yesterday uh, bracing, warning Americans they need to brace themselves because the industry's at a standstill right now. Nothing is being filmed. Nothing is being written. Nothing is being produced because actors and writers are on strike. The, um, the strike is about streaming platforms. We've covered all this, and we're going to talk a, a little bit more about this strike here in just a second. Uh, the writer's strike, they want to get paid a decent amount of money. And, and look here, I, I can't. They haven't had a raise in 15 years, I think. They, I think that they have some validity to their argument. Now, what the networks are telling you is there's going to be fewer movies that come out and more reruns. I already know what CBS is planning to do for the fall season. For all you fine folks out there that don't have um, Paramount Network or anything like that, CBS will be airing Yellowstone. Want more money, writers? Then write better stuff. I can agree with that. But they're going to start bringing these streaming shows now to television. I've already seen every fucking episode of Yellowstone, okay? I want new ones. I've seen every episode of fucking Yellowstone at least three or four times. I'm not happy about this because I'm an entertainment junkie. The new season of Justified started. I'm happy. Billions is coming out in August, which I'm very, very excited about. Every Saturday, Showtime runs a a whole season of Billions. And that is just, I have no idea what they're talking about in that show, like money-wise. But I, I got to say, I do enjoy the writing of that show. They'll have AI start writing movies. Well, then they're going to have to start getting, well, the talent they'll get. They'll find talent. Good independent filmmakers on the way, and American Gladiators is coming back. Oh, that would be the truth if American Gladiators was really coming back, the real one. But it's amazing to watch these actors hold these picket signs We had the guy who played Roy on The Office who claimed that he was a blue-collar worker with a net income of $3 million, or his net worth of being $3 million. So uh, a story came out yesterday, and it talked about some of these people who are on strike. Now, I want you to, to take out your hatred of Hollywood for a second for the writers and the stars of movies. Do you know who's not working right now? Lighting technicians. Cinematographers. 
the grunts, the guy who's the who holds the camera. Catering. All these sets from around the country where shots are being or sh- shoots are being done, they're not getting paid. Now, these people do not have gigantic, you know, uh, portfolios, if you will. Devil's advocate, don't won't we tell people to find a new job or industry? We do. But I want you to, this is the maddening part about it. The woman who led the charge for the strike, saying we're not going to act anymore, meaning we're going to take the money out of catering and we're going to take all this money out, uh, trailer rentals, you know, people that count on this. That was Fran Drescher, who has a network net worth of $25 million, and she's on strike because she wants more from the streaming platforms. Someone whom I'm very, very fond of, a big fan of, if you will, Jason Sudeikis, a.k.a. Ted Lasso. You know last year that Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, a streaming show, mind you, what they're all fighting against, made a million dollars an episode. He's a blue-collar worker, though. Okay, so all this hullabaloo about the pay, I completely understand, and they should be paid for what they do. But here's the thing. If these writers and actors think that for one minute that executives are going to take one penny out of their pay, that's not going to happen. The only people who end up paying are us, the citizens who pay for the streaming and cable movies. Everything will increase. Movie tickets, streaming services, etc. We will end up paying, not the studios. And I will have to say, uh, you're out. Correct the mundo. But if the actors and writers get their way, all the other people you've mentioned won't get anything. And their, their unions won't be taken seriously. Bette Midler was in the middle of a, a picket line yesterday. Bette Midler. Bette Midler, who's worth $220 million. Hell, janitors are out of work, too. Talk about domino effect. Because... It's not fair what the streaming companies are doing. They're showing our shows. People are binge-watching our shows over and over again, and we can't charge them. I can't wait for this to happen. We talked about this the other day. How about this? How about every time? Now, kids, I, I, know, I, know, I know that you don't have one of these probably anymore. But, but you know what? You know what's making a big comeback? Vinyl. So, so you kids who have vinyl, every time you put that needle on your favorite Led Zeppelin record, You should go ahead and send a dollar to Led Zeppelin for every song you listen to there. That's, in essence, what these actors want. They should have never let that guy who played Roy from The Office explain what this is about. He's mad that people binge-watched his show, and he didn't get paid for all the binge-watching. I'm going to tell you what this is going to do. This is going to lead to an influx of people that will cross the picket line. There'll be scabs. Not 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 cunt scab, but scabs. That's what they're called. And then when Hollywood gets some shitty writers in there that's writing new stuff, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to turn to all these idiots on TikTok. 
and the TikTok people will become the new stars. Mark my words. And by the way, if this ever affects the wrestling industry, then you're going to see me really get pissed. What, you didn't know Bette Midler has resorted to using coupons to to eke a living through this vice grip of a strike? Fuck, then make better content and stop preaching your woke bullshit to us, peons. Save your sanctimonious bullshit. Increased wages, increased tickets and streaming prices, less people subscribing or going to the movies, Hollywood cutting its own throat. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Hollywood, watch out. And I ain't talking about AI. I'm talking about the YouTubes of the world. I'm talking about the TikToks of the world. Because people will want to be entertained, and they'll want to be entertained for a reasonable price. And guess what? They're going to just use the streaming services. They will bleed you dry. But the problem is the actors, the actors aren't going to lose anything. They, they, they might lose some money, but they're still valuable people. But those camera people, how long can they be out of work? Why do they have to get another job? Because these other people are holding them down. And these people eke out a living about probably 50, 60 grand a year. Yet they love what they do. So now you can't do that anymore because Jason Sudeikis wants to make more from a streaming platform, even though he made a million dollars an episode for a show that he was, he was the star of, yes, but it was an ensemble cast. He got a million dollars an episode. Now, I know he wrote the show and he developed the character and all that's great, and I don't have a problem with it. What I have a problem with is this, well, I need more. Well, then give us more. You want more money? Make more Ted Lassos. Uh, make very, uh, yeah, see, increased wage. Uh, Ogre said that one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's going to affect them. It's going to come down to it. By the way, the, the celebrities will be fine because, oh, Hillary Duff was on the line. She's worth $35 million. Let's see. Uh, here's an idea. How about Comcast, DirecTV, Dish, and all other TV providers as well as streaming services start pitching on paying the actors? Quite honestly, I'm sick and tired of paying $200 a month to turn on TV, and there's never anything on except reruns already being aired over and over again. I think I've seen every episode of two and a half men a dozen times. Yeah. Big Bang Theory is the other way, too. How about individual negotiations? Not a group that would help. Don't worry, they're fighting for you, yeah. How about uh, this for all you Hollywood big shot actors making millions? Stop demanding so much. That way more money can be diverted to those blue-collar writers and tech crews you claim to give a fuck about. Look at this as a Tom Brady paycheck situation. Love or hate Tom Brady, got to give it up to the man. Tom Brady was never the highest-paid quarterback in the league, yet he has six Super Bowl rings. He's got more rings than anybody. He was never the highest-paid quarterback in the league. Hell, he was hardly ever the highest-paid player on his own team. Why? Because he wanted that money to be used for other players so they could win. Same argument Gavin Newsom made telling oil companies to make less profit to make prices drop without adjusting inflation. Oh, by the way, I have a great Karine Jean-Pierre, good old moppy. 
I, I found this yesterday, and it was funny because Braddy Kid didn't send it to me about four hours later. And I was like, oh, I already have this one, but thank you. Um, hold on a second here. Fucking, uh, where, where, where is that? Where's the correct music bed for this? Uh, Dropping deuces. We all love Peter Ducey. Peter Ducey is the White House correspondent for Fox News, and he is just a fucking savage. Now, I don't know how long ago this was, but this is fucking awesome. So you're asking oil companies to further lower gas prices. What makes you think that they are going to listen to an administration that is ultimately trying to put them out of business? How, how is the administration trying to put them out of business? Well, they produce fossil fuels, and this president says he wants to end fossil fuel. Thanks, everybody. She just walked away. She just walked away. <laughs> you want oil companies to lower their ga- the prices, okay, yet you want to put them out of business. How are we trying to put them out of business? Well, uh, I, he said it. Um, California has instituted a, a law that in 2035, no new cars can be sold that are run on gas. That's how. Stupid. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have a better sound effect for her. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I love it. I love it. I love the stupidity every day. It, 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 honestly, I don't think I could go on without so much stupidity in the world. Kareem Jean-Pierre thinks that Batman throwing down a smoke cloud to escape Ducey is all Bane going, I was born. Ah, oh, Batman. It's me, Bane. I was born in it. Ah, the darkness. Oh, Batman, I have quite a chubby right now. Jesus Christ. She just looks at him, didn't say a word, and just goes, okay, that's it. Oh, fuck, you got me with that goddamn logic. She went back to the fucking office, threw down her shit, and said, where are people going to stop asking me logical questions? Rule number one of being a press secretary for Joe Biden is do not answer any logical questions. What a stupid fucking twat. I mean, honestly, she should have just said, I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing, but there's a reason. Christ's sake. Durr. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised she didn't go, Durr. I don't know. That one right there is a Hall of Fame moment for her. God bless her. God bless bless her heart. And if you know anything about people in the South, when we say bless your heart, that means we we're we're telling you to go fuck yourselves in the politest of ways. All right. Moving on. Thank you to the United Nations. I I, I wanna I wanna send out an official Arnie State show thank you to the United Nations. Salute. 
because they're warning that brain chips, these people that want to, Elon Musk is talking about it, talking about putting chips in people's brains. Are you ready? Is that, whoa, are y'all sitting down? Okay, hold on here. Let, 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 me, let me get the, the right sound effect ready. Brain chips could be used as personality-altering weapons. What? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait. You're telling me that if you allow a company, or a nation, if you will, to insert a chip in your brain, which Elon Musk is working on. And, of course, they're going to talk about the quote-unquote health benefits of it. Oh, this can stop cancer. Oh, think of all the research we'll get. These are all the fucking fun talking points. Um, the personality-altering weapons. Now, is this a true statement? Because I've heard this before, and I don't, re- I, I, I don't like uttering untrue statements. And when I do, I have to walk them back. Hashtag Aunt Jemima. And I don't like that because it makes me look bad. I have heard that Tesla is able to turn off every car that's out there driving today with a simple flick of a button. Is that true? Uh, And you know what? Here we go. I don't know. I'm asking this question. Stars need to all the cash they can get. Have you seen the price of, uh, I, I, I didn't see uh, Andrea Chrome lately? I, no, I haven't. Uh, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if it was true. I've heard that too, but no proof. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll just go on saying that this is a wives' tale. But let's say it is true. Let's say that, that there is a factory override and you hit a button and all Teslas can stop. Yes, if you're overdoing your payments, they can drive your car back to the dealership. Well, that's interesting. What happens if you become overdue in payments for this chip in your brain? Hmm? Will they flip a switch to make you walk back down to the hospital and remove it? See, y'all want to talk about how great Elon Musk is, and I've been telling you forever, I think he's a Bond villain. Not as bad as George Soros. George Soros is our current Bond villain. And we have other Bond villains out there. Elon Musk is kind of the toast of a lot of people right now, and I don't have a problem with him. But... If you can get microchips in people's heads, and by the way, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration of America, 
has given the okay to start human trials, meaning that they've already done it in rats and monkeys and rabbits. After the rats and monkeys and rabbits tried on some Revlon first and others, I, I don't know if Revlon, before Revlon sues me, I don't know if they test on animals. So that was just a, a, a clearly a joke. But now it's made it to human testing? I tell you, nothing scares me more than that. And I'm talking about even AI. Good luck thinking you have an ounce of privacy anymore. Do we have it now? Do you think that we really have privacy now? I'm looking at two computers right now, and I see, them, I, I see little dots on the top of them with cameras in there. Oh, I think the government watches. Oh, I, I absolutely I think they do. They have all, and this isn't paranoia. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is thinking in the real world. We caught people on January from January 6th using cameras that are in the Capitol when there were hundreds of people in there. Why? Because of all the video. All of the video that's all around there. And we ain't talking about the shit that's in your house that the NSA doesn't want you to know that they're watching you. I don't have anything to hide, so they can watch me all they want. I mean, if they're watching me and I'm watching porn, then the show's for them. But the idea of putting a chip in your head and the United Nations coming out and saying that these could be personality altering, um, it just, it, 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 it touches my heart in a way to where I just want to say, Duh! We have technology but never asked, uh, should we do this good intentions lead to bad results? We put electrical tape over our cameras. Can't turn off your mouth. This is thought and behavior and location tracking control to a scary degree. Very true. Look at your iPhone under an infrared camera. It takes a pic of you every five seconds you use it. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. The thing that aggravates me and irritates me more than anything, especially living in the world that we live in. I want you to think about this. Lee Harvey Oswald. In 19, what was it, 61? Was it 61? Am I right about that? Lee Harvey Oswald from the book Suppository, Depository, sorry. I was thinking about later. Uh, <laughs> from the eighth floor of the, the book Suppository build, Depository Building in Dallas, got off three shots killing John F. Kennedy, the president. A couple of headshots. Nobody really saw him. 63. Thank you, Stink Fist. He got away. And they caught him coming out of a movie theater. How'd they know it was him? How'd they know he's at a movie theater? A book suppository is when you can shove that knowledge up your ass. 11-22-63. I should know that date. Look, there's a reason why I don't remember that date. It was a uh, it was a very, very big black eye for the city of Dallas. 
and for the state of Texas. I don't like going down there. I don't like seeing it. I've had to take so many relatives and people who visited us growing up to see the X in the road, to see the book depository building, to see where it happened, and there's an eternal flame that's right down the street. It's a horrible thing that happened. The President of the United States was fucking assassinated. We caught the guy in about two hours in 1963. Yet we can't find some terrorists that are in our country. We could find people in 1963, but we can't find them now, even though technology. I'm a very logical-minded person. I've come to find that out about myself, especially doing this show, when consistency and logic are our first two rules of this show, followed by fuck your feelings. The logic, to me, says if we could find this guy in a movie theater in 1963... How is it that we even have manhunts for people now? Since he gets every endorsement deal, I can see him trying this on Dylan Mulvaney. Someone like Arnie in the control booth types, you're straight now, put on a jersey and board shorts. (laughs) Not to poke, but you consistently uh, starting to say suppository. Every time you mean depository is making me giggle like an idiot. God bless you, my friend. You're very welcome. Yeah, and and V. Coop, this is the best part here. We can't find out who left cocaine in the White House. Mainly because... Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Oh, I believe that report that was released this week, that the Secret Service knows exactly, exactly who it was that left that. It's Hunter's fucking cocaine. Okay, let's just say it. It's Hunter Biden's cocaine, the end. Logically, he was a patsy. Oh, I look, look, look. Hey, see, nasty. We could, we could discuss the JFK thing. I, I. Here's the thing. I'm not a big JFK guy. A because it was the black eye force. And B, because we're never going to be told the truth. We're never going to be told the truth. And there are so many different stories out there. The Cubans killed him. The Russians killed him. The mob killed him. Lady Bird, his wife, uh, LBJ's wife. She came from a wealthy family that owned a lot of radio stations and had a lot of pull in the state of Texas at the time. There are stories that Lady Bird had organized this so Lyndon could become president of the United States. True story that not a lot of people know about the entire debacle that happened. When Lee Harvey Oswald was being brought out of the Dallas jail, which I believe is the Lou Sterrett Correctional Facility now, home of some mighty tasty bologna sandwiches. Believe me, I know. By the way, got some deli-cut bologna yesterday. Going to make some fried bologna out of that today. Ooh, got the fancy stuff. I might have to put some Grey Poupon on it. That's how fancy it is. We all know it was Trump. Yes, Trump killed JFK. But you remember the fellow that, that, that killed Lee Harvey Oswald, a fellow by the name of Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby was a businessman in Dallas. He owned a couple of nightclubs. Kind of a tough, thuggish guy. Do you know where he was until about 5 o'clock in the morning the night before? I'm going to tell you where he was. He was on Mockingbird Avenue in Dallas. 
right by Highway 75, which we all know is Central Expressway. Between Greenville Avenue and Central Expressway, there's a restaurant there. It was known as the Egyptian for a while, but now we all know it as Campisi's. Legend be told that Joe Campisi was the boss of Dallas. Great pizza. The best pizza. Hell yeah, Cowboy Ryan. You know your shit right there. Campisi's is my number one. And Jack Ruby spent the entire night at a restaurant that was owned by a Dallas boss. Interesting. That's all I'm going to say. It's inter- I'm not tying the mob to it. I just find it interesting that he was in a restaurant that I have frequented so many times. The reason why I know exactly where it was is because it's across the street from the original Dr. Pepper building. Which, by the way, they've torn down and made into condos and a shitty Kroger. And it pisses me off every fucking time I drive by there. That a part of Dallas history is gone. Just like the goddamn CarMax and Garland that's built over the wet and wild. And just like whatever liquor store they're building on Katie's Industrial, which has surpassed the greatest wrestling mecca dome of all time, the Sportatorium. And where did Lee Harvey Oswald and Charles Whitman learn to shoot that well? That's right, the Marine Corps. Charles Whitman was the guy who uh, shot people at the University of Texas. Ogre says, fantastic pizza. Oh, it's the best. It is the best. But, see, we didn't use logic back then. Like, oh, wow, the guy who killed Oswald to shut him up. Well, let's say because if he shuts him up, then we don't know who did it. At 400 yards, yeah. It's just very intriguing to me. And going back and thinking about that and, and the way that they put piece things together, I don't, I, I don't care about the, the JFK thing anymore. We're never going to get the truth. I love when president, a new president comes out like Trump did a few years ago and goes, ah, I'm going to take, I'm going re- to release all this unredacted stuff, even though all the really good stuff is still redacted, meaning blacked out. I need to invent a machine that unredacts shit. If I could do that, I'd be a rich man. We aren't ever going to know. It's like COVID. uh, Seriously, do you think we're ever going to know the truth about COVID, where it started, why it started, how it started? Do you really think we're going to know that? See, people people want to jump on me and go, oh, Arnie, you're a conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that we're ever going to know that, and I'm not going to fight for it. See, those are the conspiracy people. The people that fight and want to find it, find, if they're not going to tell us, they're not going to tell us. They have proven, the, the United States government has proven they can keep a secret when they want to. I just saw a new scab weekend at Robbie's meme on ass. Remember Facebook, LOL. <laughs> Makes me think of the old Seinfeld episode where there's a second spitter. I'll be back and to the left. That was funny. Uh, hold on a second. I got to cl- see here. Oh, Jesus. Christine, that's fucking hilarious. 
I just saw it. Oh, go to the Super Fans page on Facebook. It's worth it. Oh, God. That is funny. All right. Um, <laughs> scientists are calling for urgent research to be done. Urgent research to be done. Is it a cure for cancer? Is it a way to make people stop hiccuping? No. Man, oh, man, those are the two biggest things there. Um, Oh, let me read it. Scientists are calling urgent research on the consequences of having sex in space. no longer called the Mile High Club. It's called the Carmen Align Club. And they're saying this because in the next 10 years, with all the tourists going to space, somebody will be having the hoopty-doopty in outer space. What are the effects? Well, possible orgasm. You could get pregnant. Um, transferring of uh, uh, sexually transmitted infections or diseases. I'm old school. I, I don't. I don't like the STI. I like STD. Um, you can contract those because you're having intercourse, and. Uh, <sighs> I, I just want to know, uh, to the scientists, w- w- why does this matter so much? It doesn't matter yeah. what you think. Yeah, there you go. It, it does. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? I, is this going to be a new pickup line of guys? Hey, baby, you want to go to space with me? You can't get pregnant there. Huh? Oh, my, my, my herpes take a break once I, I leave the, uh, the, the atmosphere. No, they don't. You can prematurely ejaculate, which is embarrassing. Yeah, blame it on the space. Oh, it was space that made me do that. Why does anybody care about this? Well, we have to figure it out. We we, we have to know. Dr. David Cullen, professor of botanical technology at Cranfield University. I ain't never heard of them, so they can't be that good. It's calling for research to be urgently done. It says, quote, my colleagues and I believe that space tourism companies haven't adequately prepared for consequences of people joining what we call the Carmen Line Club or the Caramon. It's uh, 62 miles above sea level, marks the beginning of space. That's what it is. I didn't know what it was either. That's why I read that. NASA doesn't explicitly ban sex in space. Its astronaut code conduct calls for relationships of trust. They've also banned any married couples from going to space together. Hey, 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 NASA. Why don't you let people bang in space? You could have, you could have, you could have written a book on this. Doing the hoopty-doopty in outer space. And by the way, by the way, if you're telling me that no male and female astronaut have bumped uglies while weightless, I, I just got one word, I, I one thing to say to you. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. 
because I, I, I'll go ahead and say it. I ain't never been on a space mission, but... I guarantee. Some people have done the fucking hoopty-doopty in space. First black guy to have sex in space will flee to Mars when the kid is born. That's terrible. If you bust a nut in space, can you use the reverse thrust and take it back? The NASA Sutra would have been a top seller. By the way, by the way, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, We have planes now. We have airlines or airplane companies. I shouldn't call them airlines. That actually specialize in the Mile High Club. Like, you you pay an exorbitant amount of money, and they'll fly you up in in the air on on an airplane for about an hour. So if you don't get yours, ladies, too fucking bad. But you can actually, you can pay to become a member. You always have to pay to become a member, but you can pay specifically to be a member of the Mile High Club. I'm not in that club. I don't move from my seat. There ain't a place on the plane that's private enough for me. But um, you you don't think they're gonna do that for space? You don't you don't think people are gonna fuck in space? Come on. We have to do urgent research. Okay, people can get pregnant up there. There you go. So fucking dumb. We live in such a dumb time. I'm so happy to be broadcasting. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Zach just texted in. He says, I see a new porn trend, space porn. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, come on. Doesn't count. You have to woo a chick by singing you've lost that loving feeling and scoring in the lavatory. Um, all right. A Florida woman, Belinda Dolores Waugh, a well-born Florida, was taken into custody in the Sawani County Sheriff's Office. Um... Officer called uh, to the Wellborn Volunteer Fire Department, where the chief alleged that Miss Waugh, who spent the night at the station, well, well, was she cleaning the hoses? Did she have a fire that the only firefighters could put out? Was she naughty and needed the axe? I, I don't know what that one means. I, I don't. That was a bad one. I went too far. Um, while on the scene, Belinda called the volunteer fire chief and said, Hey, I ran out of gas over here in Live Oak. Patrol Division uh, Deputy Bradley Griffin then located one. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, she ran out of gas because she stole the fire truck. <laughs> I 
Uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, Chief, uh, it's me, Belinda. You remember me? You, you, you were first to go last night with me. Uh, look, I, I, I had to get home for a little bit, so I just took the fire truck. I hope y'all didn't mind. But it ran out of gas. Oh, <laughs> well, I have to share this gym with you. <laughs> oh, this gal, this gal is a fucking peach. Oh, you look at her, and the, you can just look at her and go, how many bad decisions did you make in life? Uh, when questioned, she claimed that she was a volunteer with the fire department, but she's not on the official roster. She was then arrested and charged with grand theft and impersonating a firefighter. While she declined to speak to authorities after being arrested, she did direct officers to the Keys, which were in a blue cup in a cab of the vehicle. Look, look here. I, look, I, Chief, I, I didn't want to tell you this, but my dealer called, and uh, look here. Look, my, after last night, I'm, I'm feeling a little tore up from the floor up, if you know what I mean. That, that one firefighter, as you would say, has a big hose. Well, I, need, I, need, I needed some fentanyl to make the pain go away, so I called him up, and he said, look, he's leaving town in about 10 minutes, and I had to get over there, so I took the fire truck, and I turned the lights on. Now, I don't know if that's really what happened, but if you see her picture, if you, if you scroll down and you see this gal's picture, This is every not-what-to-do picture. This is the picture you take when you have finally done it. That was the first automatic she drove. She normally only drives stick. Kind of looks like a washed-up Bridget Fonda. Yeah, except Bridget Fonda's fat now. Oh, man. This gal looks like she's an Adam Cole fan in AEW. (laughs) That's a great put down. Definitely looks like a meth user. Oh, at least. At least. Now, ask family. Minus Cowboys Girl. Cowboys Girl, you're out. You're out. Yeah, that's scabby with tits. Um, ask family, I've told you a lot. I tell you all the time, you probably get tired of it. Nature is not your friend. Scientists are looking in to a series of fatal shark attacks, including a 23-year-old who was mauled to death by a meat grinder target tiger shark in the Egyptian resort of Hergonda. Early in the year, another man was decapitated by a great white near San Jose Beach off of Western Mexico. Professor Gavin Naylor of the Evolutionary uh, uh, Biologist at the University of Florida said that shark attacks are not rising, at least in the short term. The trend for shark attacks is going up and up and up and up and up. In fact, it's somewhat surprising to me how consistent they've been over time. 
We get between 80 and 110 every year. 80 is a good year. 110 is a bad year. As of July 17th, we've already had 38 unprovoked shark attacks worldwide. Last year, there were only 57. Pardon me. Pardon me. Woo. Nailer, hardly newer. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, sharks have gained a taste for human blood. We know, we know that, that orcas, they can, they can get together and they go, hey, let's attack some boats. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's go attack some boats. Why? Well, because we can. They can't do anything about it. If they fall in the water, we'll just bite their liver out and kill them. Thank you, Cowboys Girl, for blessing me. So, shark attacks on the rise. Why? Because they got a taste for us. And I'm telling you right now, this is why I don't go anywhere near the water. If I went to an ocean and I put my foot in the water, every bit of flavor I'm releasing into that water, them sharks are going to smell me. I'll probably, if I'm in Hawaii, them motherfuckers are going to smell me in Australia. They're going to be like, there it is. There it is. There's the granddaddy of them all. We've been waiting on this fat bastard to get in the water. Oh, I, I, I'll i tell you, that you, you saw the movie American Sniper. You remember how all the bad guys, all the insurgents, they had this, this bounty on Chris Kyle? Now, I'm not equating myself to the badass Chris Kyle because he is an American hero. But I will tell you this right now. I have, been, I have been warned and I have been told that sharks have a bounty for me. Oh, those sharks want me. I, and, and here's the thing. I don't like shark. I don't like the taste of it. I've had it. I would never order shark fin soup because I think that's cruel what they do to them, but fuck them, they're sharks. But I'm just telling you, with all the hush puppies, the fried bologna sandwiches, let's not forget the marinade of Dr. Pepper that has coursed through these veins for the last 50 years. The sharks will get a shark that is the equivalent of Gordon Ramsay to prepare me. And I will only be fed to the shark hierarchy. Like the, the shark that gets me, he's going to eat that. That shark then becomes a fucking worldwide famous shark in the shark world. Ogre says, Adios, familia. Have a great Thursday and don't melt. Them sharks are going to cry with joy. The McRib is back and swim right to you. Not on the subject, but had to share. Delta asked me, uh, is Travis Tritt a good country singer? I asked why, and he said his mullet is amazing, and he has to give him country powers. Uh, Travis Tritt ain't bad. His old stuff. Put some drive in your country. His, I, I, tell, tell him to stay away. I mean, if he's going to listen to him. Tell him to stay away from all of his, old, uh, his new stuff. I mean, this song right here. Oh. Oh, wait. Say you were wrong. That's here's a quarter. This is my favorite one. This song's called 10 Feet Tall and Bulletproof.
I'm a full grown man That's plain to see uh, Travis Tritt, not too bad 90's country guy, not too shabby He never wore a hat though And now when he does wear a hat, it's, it's kind of off-putting I, I, I don't care for it Alright, last story of the day here Let's go, ass family Ass family, don't let me catch y'all doing this. Men, men on the ass family, don't let me catch you doing this. And it's happening here in America. 33-year-old Jordan Tunnel, and I guess his brother or his friend, Paul, who's 39, lives here in Texas, flirted with the idea of penis enlargement surgery, but was put off by the irreversible nature. Well, if you get penis enlargement surgery, why do you want to make it smaller? You're kind of defeating the purpose there. Uh, I mean, you're kind, of like, you're kind of like one of them gals that goes and eats a meal, a really good meal, and then throws it up. Yeah, bulimic? No, uh-uh. So uh, he wanted a bigger penis. So they stumbled upon penis filler procedures, which, like lip filler, promises to be totally reversible because they invoke injecting a dissolvable gel. That's right, I said the word injecting. His buddy, Jordan, was excited to overhear someone talking about the procedure and had been insecure about penis size for years after comparing himself to his peers in high school. He told the reporter, seeing all these other guys in the football locker room and seeing what they were packing versus what I was packing and knowing that I wasn't on par with these guys, well, you're white. That's, that, that's strike one. But while the dermal filler is widely used in areas of the face, evidence of its use in penile girth is limited. Last month, a German man died of septus. Or septus. Ugh. After silicone oil from a penis enlargement jab ended up in his bloodstream. Now, I'm going to tell you this right now. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. You fellers out there that think it's real cool to get your PP pierced, y'all are dumb. You realize you only get one penis? And hey, I ain't got nothing to brag about at all. All I can say is at least I'm not Asian. Sorry, mage. It's just a complete shot. I love you, though, buddy. But you motherfuckers that want to stick things in or tattoo shit on your wiener, what in the blue fuck is wrong with you? Stop it. Stop it. Where, 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 where's, my, where, where's my little friend here? Please don't do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you got a buddy and goes, "Hey, man, uh, see, this is something." Here, here, here's the problem I have. I could never ever see this conversation happening in my life. 
Not ever, not even once. I could never, ever see Tommy come up to me and go, holy shit, man, check this shit out. Look at here. I got me some penis filler, and I'm going to make my wiener bigger. You want to help? No. First of all, no. But I guess this is the younger generation where they're like, yeah, let me look at your dick. I don't want to look at another guy's dick. This guy's checking out dudes in the locker room. Look, we all checked out the other guys in the locker room. We all saw what they were packing, but we never talked about it. Pro tip, if you have a small dick, you better get better at licking pussy. Maid says, I have three inches for you. My ex pierced his dong. I didn't like it. It hurt, so he took it out, and then his dong looked like it had an eye from three holes. Ugh. Damn it, wrong button. College Station says, penis filler. That is full-blown witchcraft. I believe it. It's witchcraft. I said it. I said I said it. That is full-blown witchcraft. It's witchcraft. So my last act on the show today uh, is I have to impair some, some wisdom and some knowledge to you because this is an educational program after all. We do need to start getting funded by the federal government for being an educational program. Um, it's bad to stick shit in your dick. You know, if I were to ever have a headstone, because my, my, my ashes are going to be spread at Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium, so I can always be watching the Longhorns. But if I were to have a headstone... I think that right there is the front runner for what it would say up there. Do not stick shit in your dick. And I, you know what? Because technology be like advanced by the time I die in the next, I don't know, five years. So when people come to my gravesite, maybe I'll have a gravesite so people can come there and, and, and use me as a martyr. We'll have a headstone. And, and it, when you read it out loud, when you say, you shouldn't stick shit in your dick. The the gravestone hears you, and then it... That plays. I love that. Let's look into that, all right? Uh, any, anybody that can get on that for me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Morty? Morty the mortician? I know that you're not doing mortician stuff anymore, but I could use you here. Um, that's going to do it for us today, ass family. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, a Friday edition. Friday edition of the Arnie State Show. So until then... Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same time, same place, uh, same channel, all that kind of stuff. Uh, until then, uh, every room we walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, have a fantastic Thursday, and adios, everybody. You've got to have an ace in the hole, a little secret that nobody knows. Life is a gamble, a game we all play But you need to save something for a rainy day You've got to learn to play your cards right If you expect to win in life Don't put it all on the line for just one roll You've got to have an ace in the hole If you're headed down one-way street And you're not sure it's so
is outside waiting to arrest him.